All right. Hey, uh, hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for a very special edition of the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Uh, you know, whenever I have a guest, I always try to make sure that it's going to be somebody special. And uh, I don't know how to top this one as far as influence on why the hell I'm sitting here, how I even know how to write a joke or where the hell, all the, you know, all these towns in Massachusetts and New Hampshire are. Uh, please welcome Boston comedy legend Don Gavin. Very nice to be here, Bill. And yes. thank, thank you for calling me special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you were here to promote... You have a new, uh, what, what do they, they call it? Uh, an album. An audio, digital audio download available. Uh, Don Gavin live with a Manhattan. Live with a Manhattan. With a Manhattan, very important, not from Manhattan. That's correct. Okay, with, yes. a, Man- with a Manhattan, uh, which is available right now on Sirius and Pandora. And then Friday of this week, it's going to be available everywhere, iTunes, Spotify. and Any stream you can find. Strawberries, stream or creek tapes. or whatever. Yep, yep. absolutely. So, uh, what's going on, man? I, I don't think I've ever run into you out here in L.A. That's uh, because I haven't been out here for quite a while. I've when done, was the last time you were out here? Oh man, uh, did some commercials maybe in the 2002 or three or something oh, okay. like that. And I got a three hundred dollar jaywalking ticket, so I didn't come back. <laughs> the, which I haven't paid, by the way. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what. Oh, the, there's a warrant the out for you. I don't know what the statute is. Where but, were you? Uh, where were you jaywalking? Uh, right down in right down in Hollywood, uh, off of uh, right near where the comedy store is down that way. Okay. And, and the cop, wow. the cop actually pulled me. He says, "Do you know why I'm? You know why I'm pulling you over?" I go. Well, you're not pulling me over. I'm, I'm walking, you know. Right. And, yeah. and I said, I thought this only happened in the movies. Three hundred dollar ticket. Three hundred dollars. Three hundred bucks. Yeah. And I had to go in. I was supposed to be doing this commercial. He goes, he said, I don't believe you because I was dressed in sweatpants and looked like a bum, pretty right. much, which is my normal garb. And uh, <laughs> so he he came in the studio with me to check to see if I was for real, like because I had no ID on me or anything like that. So I think he wanted to arrest me. Especially oh, like oh, 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 because you didn't have an ID. Because yeah. I was thinking, why does he keep, why does he give a shit what I, you're I, doing? I don't, I don't know, but he wanted the three hundred dollars at some point, which they haven't got. So do you ever watch those videos online when there's people who actually know their rights? And they just start going at the cop. I would still be nervous to do that. Like, uh, no, I, I'm not required to give you an ID. I'm yeah. not in a car. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, sure. I, I, I'm a citizen. I'm sure they say, well, the money, we'll just, we'll just hold you until you produce this or that. Yeah. yeah, I haven't got the time for that. No, I don't think I'd have the savvy to do yeah. that. No, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't have. The, I don't have that uh, law background, as they say. Yeah. How did the uh, How did the gig go? The, co- the commercial shoot. I didn't get it. You didn't get it. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. So you, do you they, did they make you fly yourself out here? I, mean, I was already out here for a while. Then. Oh, you were. I, I ventured to the uh, to the West Coast a few times. I lived in Studio Studio for a while. That's where I was living at that time, I believe. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I actually took me the longest time to like it out here. Yeah. But now I, uh, I, I, I now really, it's home. I like it. I, I do definitely get nervous with the whole. It's a city that does that exists but shouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, yeah, sometimes that get that gets to me as, as far as like uh, you know, the dollar collapsing and 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 you know global warming. I'm kind of like, right. but then the other side of me is like, well, it'll be over quick. <laughs> I mean, you guys back east, you got all those lakes and shit. Uh, you could sit there and fill up your canteen, but I'm gonna be fucked out here. But with many other people, though, you won't yes. be alone. Like, yeah, but, uh, I think it'll be all of us self-involved people tweeting about how we're dying. But uh, tell me about this album. Where did you uh, Where did you record? And dude, I, I just it's such a thrill. I gotta say it again to have you on here. Like, um, I appreciate the it. The hours and hours go. and hours and hours that I've watched you do stand up, 
We go way all back. different kinds. Do you remember that time I showed up super late? Yes. We did in fact, that. I was telling some friends about that. Oh, my God. Me, I was so t- nervous. Let me tell you, listen to this one. This uh, man, <laughs> Mr. Burr, comes in. <laughs> we were working at a, uh, in New Hampshire. A place, uh, I thought it was Maine. Yeah, New uh, Hampshire. No, New Hampshire. It was, uh, I think, place, uh, Jonathan's, I think. It was. Anyways, so in those days, a two-man show. And in those days, uh, Bill was, was the opening act, and I yeah. was the closer. And so the opening act, Bill, uh, somehow comes quite late. And I was at least 90 yeah, minutes yeah. late. And, and so now I, I, it's the deal is I'm going to have to go in first. You're going to have to go in second. You came through the door, but you, you had me off of the pass. Instead of, instead of being apologetic, you said, I don't want you in my face. Leave me alone. You wouldn't believe the traffic. You wouldn't, and you went on and on. And I said, yeah, I wouldn't believe the traffic. That's why I came about three hours earlier. And then, then afterwards you apologized. But, but I remember I was so fucking pissed. And then also, but I was so scared. Yes, yes. Because I was like, you were Don's going to call Mike Clack, and then that's going to be, I'm going to be out at Giggles. And then Mike has everybody's, all the big guys' ears, Lenny, Sweeney, all of, uh, Noxie, rest his soul, Tony, and all of them. And I was just like, I am just going to, I just, I just, whatever, however long I've been working, yeah. two, two, Bill, and a, two and a half years yeah. of work down the tubes. Yeah. Bill, I got to move. Bill Burr's uh, career goes down before it begins. That's yes, that's, that's, that's what I was worried about. But you were, I remember you were sitting at the bar. It was me? funny. Yeah, you didn't say. All right, you didn't <laughs> say anything. You just were looking at me as I was spewing <laughs> right. all this shit yes. out. Yeah. And uh, then I just sort of ran out of steam, and you were just looking at me. And I just went, "I'm sorry, man. I, I can't." And you just went, "It's all right. It's all right. Just, uh, just sit, sit down. We're gonna figure this out." <laughs> that was. I had two fuck ups like that. Really. I had another one where I pulled up to Mike Clark's giggles in Saugus, and I, I, I want to say I was with Tony V. And we thought it was an 8.30 show, and we got there at like 10 past 8, and Mike is standing outside the club, and we don't know why. So we're like, hey, Mike, how's it going? And he, in his head, he's like, these fucking assholes are showing up 10 minutes late yeah. and come strolling in yeah. like they're 20 minutes early because that was our vibe. And he goes, listen, pal, you know, I don't mind if you're going to be late, but you know, I just got to give me a call. And I was just like, yeah, man, if I'm ever late, yeah, I'll give you a call. And, he, and we, we like went back and forth like a bad sitcom, not right. understanding each other. Right. And then he goes, pal, the show was supposed to start 10 minutes ago. And then I was like, oh, no. Oh, uh-uh. God, I, f- I pissed off. Yeah, you guys were all so fucking intimidated. You know what I mean? Because you guys had like, you were like the generation before me. Mm-hmm. So you were even angrier than my generation. <laughs> so you actually scared my, my lunatic uh, generation. So when you made uh, Live with the Manhattan, which, by the way, is that your drink? Uh, my before dinner drink, yes. Your yeah. before so dinner? Then I have... Uh, something else after dinner, but uh, yeah, very <laughs> poor dinner drink. It's, so no, it's kind of a kind of an older person's drink, which I am kind of an older person, but right. uh, I I stick with tradition. Well, that's yeah, a classy guy, Manhattan. Oh, yeah, is, uh, that's a, yeah, yeah, very classy. You can be absolutely shit faced, but you got slacks on, you're drinking yeah. those, you're and fine. It, and it looks like an adult beverage instead. Yeah, it hasn't got a pink straw in it or a flamingo or something. Yeah, just. I was always a uh, just sort of a straight like. Well, wait, I was a beer guy first, and then I then I switched to like bourbons, and I kind of just went. That on the rocks are just straight. So, educate me here. What is what is in it? A, is a, it a is a, it's a it's a uh, Canadian whiskey, with a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, bitters, just tiny bit of bitters, and a nice cherry in it, and uh, sweet vermouth. That's it. Oh God, that sounds delicious. Yes, they go down rather easy, at least for so me. So let me just because <laughs> I I I've been laying off the booze for a little bit, so I like to live vicariously through people. Yes. So you have this Manhattan before yeah. dinner. Yes. Which, by the way, that's 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 an America that should come back. Yes. You know. Okay. So no, you have parrot chief. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> After you, well, what what's what's your go to drink? Don wants a buzz. Oh, Don doesn't really necessarily want a buzz, but my go to drink is uh, a lot of vodka 
with a hint of a color, which would be a tan Russian, not a black Russian, right. tan. Tan, oh, and you I, go light. Go, and I usually put those in, in a gallon barrels, and that's how oh. I drink those. So that's <laughs> a lot of ice, though, a lot of ice. So make sure you ice, ice takes up a water. quarter of that gallon. Yeah, you, well, that's, that's right. You want to make sure that you're, you're properly lubricated, you know? Absolutely, yeah. So that's the deal. What is, uh, so where, where did you record, record this album? We did it, actually, at the Portland Comedy Connection. And oh, you, wow. you remember Molly, that? Yeah. Portland Comedy We did this thing, and after I did it, six months later, the place closed. So that's how effective I was up at that point. Oh, so no. Oh, that's that, not there anymore. That finally now, closed? Yeah. Now, well, it was on a pier, you just remember, that was yeah. falling apart. And finally, somebody, one of the dinner guests, actually fell halfway through the pier. Not all the way into the water, but right. the place was falling <laughs> apart. It was, it was, and it was, it was really a, a horrible little spot. But, but the comedy there was uh, terrific. Yeah. But Do you remember the, the original one? Oh, yeah. yeah. So the original one was, was more downtown. Right. Portland, and I remember doing spots up there for, I swear to God, it felt like half a year, and we would be like, what the fuck is that smell? And they found out <laughs> a rat had died, <laughs> and it was like, it wasn't right above you as a All comic, right. it was like off to the right on that beam, the thing just, just I don't know, had a heart attack or <laughs> something, it just died, it didn't fall, and it just laid there, and nobody, you know, oh, again, wow. close enough to the ocean, you thought, is yeah. that yeah. fucking low tide, you know, what's right. going on here? Yeah, they had a dead rat up there. Yeah, so now I think it's a, a restaurant, or maybe it's a, yeah. High rise, I don't know what it is, but it did, did finally close now. Well, of, of all the places you've done, your all-time favorite room to do stand-up and Ooh, just go up where you wow. just knew you were going to murder? Wow. Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, I like the smaller, intimate rooms, right. which is, uh, with my fame, that's, that's the rooms that I work. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's probably why I like that. Now you do, you do, it's right in your wheelhouse. Yes, yeah, well, you, you do these big, large auditoriums. To me, that's showing off. Yeah. So uh, I yeah. keep. I've always I keep, been full of myself. Yeah, yeah. I like to keep my crowds down. Uh, usually, like double figures. You know, that's yeah. all. That, this that, is, that. There's, a, there's an air of mystery about you yes. when when you work the, the smaller of, places. Air of mystery. I like that. Yes, it's a, it's a mystery, all right. That's why we're trying to get this album out. So maybe I'm not a mystery. I, yeah. I I used to see the quotes all the time that I was Boston and comedy's best kept secret. I'm going. You know what? Let's not have that a secret anymore. Yeah. Can we change that? Is that possible? People start talking about. Yeah. Well, that's why you're doing the podcast here. Correct. Uh, you know, it was a great one too. It was the the old comedy, the original comedy connection sure. on uh, Warrington, Warrington Street. Street. Yeah. That was like, I feel like those places. Um, well, the audience, would you, you you could actually reach out and touch the audience. It was that, it was that close. So. I actually have the first time I ever videotape myself. I have it on. No, I won't be showing this anywhere. Um, I have a VHS tape of me. VHS, uh, great. Yep, yeah, at the uh, at the Comedy Connection. I've been doing comedy. It was 1993, so I've been doing it for one year. It was the first time my parents came to see me. Uh-huh. And I went up and uh, I did five minutes and I killed, thank God. And um, I still have that thing. And I, I, I think it took me 10 years before I even showed it to my wife. She's no. like, oh my God. God, you're a little boy. Oh, I had the big, funny. you know, the big red afro. All right. Uh, stupid early '90s lime green shirt. It was hilarious. Well, but that was like the only show in town there for in Boston for years. <laughs> but it was usually uh, decent. Yeah, you know, the crowds were good. Although I did, was there one time I was working with Lenny Clark, and uh, uh, some woman got trashed and threw an ashtray, a big glass ashtray. Oh, God. In those days, everybody was smoking. Right. Adam, and he ducked. And the thing smashed against the wall, broke into pieces. And Lenny goes, you got to be quick on your feet if you're a comedian. And then, <laughs> so my friend was the bouncer at the time. He goes over, okay, who did that? 
And so finally they point out to the girl, and he goes, oh, man, he goes, okay, who's the boyfriend? The boyfriend stands, he's like, I got to knock somebody out. And he knocked, <laughs> out, the, he knocked out the guy. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> he's like, I can't hit the broad, but I can knock out the guy. Cool. I, is it, I feel like those stories only exist, like, in a, uh, a few cities during a certain time. Like, even that, like, that craziness of that story, that was gone by the time I came up. Where a little more you, civilized. Where yeah. it would be like, yeah, the logic of that would not have... Yeah. Would not have passed. I just was talking to uh, uh, Jay Leno, right? And he was telling a story about some guy. While he was on stage, he heard this guy, you know, yell out in pain, and he found <laughs> out afterwards the guy was talking, and the bouncer stabbed him in the leg. Like the guy was sitting down, he just he just just wow. right, right in his thigh. The guy screamed, and he fucking threw him out. And then years later, when Jay made it, he he called him up, right? Going, hey man, remember I I I, I hooked you up that one time. Uh, like calling him up, I don't know, looking for a favor or something yeah. like that. And Jay's like, I, I didn't ask you to stab somebody <laughs> while I was on stage. I, I mean, I could have, I could have just had a funny retort. <laughs> I, I had a similar one. I'm doing, gonna be doing the evening in the Improv the next day, so I'm just going over my set uh, at Nick's Boston. That's one of the clubs I started in, in, in uh, Boston. And so I'm just doing my set, and some guys yelling and heck, and I said, Yeah, when I'm finished. They said, well, well, we'll talk when I'm finished. Right. Kind of intonating that we might do more than talk. So instead, he rushes the stage with his friend, and I'm distracted, and I get hit in the back of the head by this big steel chair. So there's an all-out brawl. Oh, uh, everything, the cops get involved, people rolling around, knives were taken out. So anyway, I'm on the bottom of the thing, and <laughs> I'm getting kicked by three people. I turn my assailant on top, and they kick the shit out of him thinking it was me. So then we're leaving, and the other guy, the first guy that, that was started the whole thing, he's behind a cop going, ha, ha, you know, like he got away with it. Right. So I took a shot at him. The cop stepped between us, and I hit the cop right in the face. Oh. I got arrested at my own show. I had to spend the night in jail. I had a black eye that I, I had to go on evening in the improv the next day, oh. and I wore Elton John, Elton John glasses. So, you know, so people thought that was a joke, and it wasn't because my eye was black. Yeah, they thought you went to so, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a joke. But I got arrested at my own show, and so they leave me out in cuffs. And the people going, "Wait a minute, that's the headliner. That's the guy at the end. What? How come he's getting arrested?" Yeah. So that was the deal. But I hit the cop. So. Well, you know what it is the 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 just the lack of like cameras. So you sort of settled a lot of shit amongst yourself. Like yeah. now there would have been video of that. Oh, yeah. There would have been video yeah. of you hitting the cop. And, and the fact that the guy came up on it. And so the story goes, so we go to the, we go to the jail, and, and so everybody's drunk out of their ass in the jail. And people yelling, Attica, and all this kind of stuff. So I didn't get any sleep, so I'm exhausted by the time. So I have to go to, I have to, go to court like two months later. The, the assailants, these two guys come in, they're in orange jumpsuits uh, because they've been arrested three or four times since then. Oh, wow. Similar to your story. About four years later, a guy comes up to me and goes, you might not remember me. I'm the guy that hit you with the chair. And I, like, I think he wanted me to compliment him. Or yeah, you know? like you went to high school together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a bunch of good yeah. times, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I remember the old days. Yeah. When did you find like that? Because like, uh, when I, I started that, we just hear all of these crazy stories. When did it, it start to uh, you know, slow down where it became... Just more established and more because it started the Ding Ho Chinese restaurant and who, nobody well, even knew when what the hell. When we first went in there, that uh, was called the Springfield Street Saloon. That was the uh, the Ding Ho where mm -hmm. it became infamous. And uh, but the people there, you know, there wasn't such a thing of comedy there. It was a Chinese restaurant barely surviving, and uh, and there was the people at the bar, but we couldn't throw them out, so they'd stay there and they'd be turning around and shut the fuck up, you know, to the comedians because they were, we were bothering their yeah. they're drinking for the day. So finally, we had to weed them out and stuff like that. But there were a lot of uh, fisticuffs involved in the thing, and then it became more 
Uh, is that why? Is that why all you guys are so big? I always I, thought there was like a height requirement yeah, for the first wave of of, yeah. of Boston comes. Yeah. You Sweeney, everybody, everybody uh, uh, Leary, all you yeah. guys are like six one, six two, six yeah. three. Lenny, yeah, DJ Hazard, everyone was. Yeah. DJ Hazard was you. Santarelli's a big guy. Yeah. I just yeah. was sitting there going like, well, no wonder the, these guys were able to establish the scene. I always felt like there was a group of people like five ten and below that tried. <laughs> <laughs> in like the early 70s and got destroyed kind of like with the Red Sox do you remember the Red Sox actually this is their second mascot the first mascot they had was sometime in the 70s it was called the Fenway Freak and it lasted like three games and just got pelt. you got the shit kicked out of him and the guy's like fuck that man you, you put the goddamn head on you walk out there I'm not doing it anymore I always wondered like um like whenever I would do like comics come home right? and Leary would be there and there's always a couple of you guys there. Right. And I, I always still feel like a little kid looking up at you guys going like, gee, everybody. And then Patrice, when he came along, right. he was like, he was like the only guy from our generation that was like, like your guy's height. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, the thing was you had to be fast uh, on your feet and fast with your wit and fast with your hands. And, yeah. And there were a number of uh, the hands thing that came in. Hey, can you tell the story? I don't know if I think this was attributed to you. The time you had that gig way out in Western Mass, and you showed up, and there was no stage. Oh yeah, I go to this thing. It's, it's an outdoor <laughs> outdoor concert, outdoor concert. It was gonna be a nice venue, and people were, you were sitting on up against trees and lying on the grass, and and there's a it's the, the the stage was set up, but they're barely, and they were still kind of setting things up. The band that was supposed to come, and there was a name band I can't remember now, but they were supposed to come in later, and so the guy says to me, "Oh, are you ready to go on?" I go. On what? You haven't even got the stage put up. And he said, he said, no, that's fine. He said, what, what I can do is that I have a megaphone. I'll give you the megaphone and just go over like to that tree where the people are and do a couple of jokes and then go over here to this tree. And I'm going, this guy's serious. Yeah. So I said, oh, sure, I can, I can do that. I said, but I got to go to my car to get my puppets first. So I went <laughs> to my car and he always saw after that. He didn't even see, but. Uh, I drove away. That was the end of that. And then, but I went quick enough <laughs> to the place that I was hiring and collected my money in cash be before they found out that I didn't show up. Oh, my God. Show, yeah. I got to get my puppets. And to this day, I have the guy's megaphone. I just, <laughs> I, I, yeah. What I love about that story is that never dawned on me to do that. The amount of times that I should have said, oh, yeah, let me go back to the car yeah, and get yeah. my props. Yeah, I got yeah. a sport coat. Yeah. Me, I'll be right back. And just left. Yeah, go on. I always thought, like, your generation, too, um, had like this this thing that when like someone was trying to fuck you on a gig you in some way or another you got him back like mm -hmm. i mean mike donovan used to always tell me when when he would do a bad gig he would take all the money and buy himself something like a vcr <laughs> or a stereo or something and that would be his fuck you really i don't even know i don't even know if that makes sense but that was that's what he said he goes i would just go out and go buy myself because fuck those people i'm gonna get something nice out of this and I, that never dawned on me to do that. I remember Patrice was the first one to ever tell me, like, Bill, you can say no to these things. Yeah. I was so into that whole thing, like, oh, I'm a comic coming up. I got to pay my dues. I got to pay my dues. This There is that tipping point where you have to put a value on what it is that you're doing. Yeah. And it's just like, if you're not even going to... I yeah. started to yeah. say at college gigs, when they said, we don't have a microphone, is that going to be a problem? I was like, have you ever watched a late night talk show? Have you ever seen a comedian go out uh, without a microphone? Yeah. Yeah, hello, no microphone. I'm, doing one, or I'm doing one for a lumber companies and 600 people. And I get there and, you know, they're all seated. Everybody's dressed up. And the guy said, same thing. We don't, we don't have a mic, but is that a problem? I said, oh, no, 600 people. I said, what, are you shitting me? Yeah. Of course it's a problem, you know? 
Yeah, every time I did college gig, it was always like, uh, there was always like, you know, we have a mic. There was always a guy, and the guy wasn't, the guy with the key, it's in the closet. Yeah, he's not here yet. But we but feel if we, if we make a semicircle around you, right. that you could well, kind of. You did the college, you have to do those, you just call them teases, where you go, go into the cafeteria and do like 10 minutes of material to kids that are eating. They couldn't give a shit less that you were even on the planet, you know. And they called to, them teasers yeah, back then? because you had to do 10 minutes of, you know, and then you were going to be, and he'll be appearing for four hours from now. And like, like people going, who the hell is this guy? You know? Oh, ah, God. Just get the humiliation over with. One of the worst ones I had a city. When I did uh, Memphis, they, it's the only place that I've ever worked that they positively hated me. They hated me. They, I was heckled before I got on stage. Before. <laughs> I'm, I, 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 they introduced me, and I'm getting heckled. Why have they introduced me? They said, from Boston. You know, yeah. This whole thing, Yankee thing and whatever, and it was horrific. So I go and I try to do the thing, and they had a clock, and it's always this way. Sometimes for comedians, they'll have a clock to give you the time. But this had one of those old-fashioned bell tower clocks, like from Back to the Future, that big, you know. And right. you could see it progressing. And I'm supposed to do 45 minutes. I'm looking up. I said, man, i got to be close to finish. I look up, and I've done 18 minutes. I'm going, uh, this is horrible. But 45 minutes of material. Uh, well, yeah, that too, a little speedy. And I kept going, bam, 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 until I finished the thing. I said, well, okay, tomorrow I'm going to make up for it. So I went and went to Elvis's, uh, you know, where his, his, he's buried in you know, mm -hmm. the house. And I said, I'll, I'll do some local jokes. So I go there. When I get to the Elvis's place, it's cordoned off. Have you ever been there? Graceland, yeah. Yeah, okay. But it's, it's really it's just a house, you know. It yeah. Like, actually, it kind of looked like a, a house of Elvis, kind of with the with the velvet walls. And so I'm, I'm trying, and it's cordoned off, you know, like like at a funeral type. Those things. So I'm going, wow, I can't believe it. And the people go, shh, shh, be quiet. Don't right. respect for the dead. I go, he died like 25 years ago. You yeah. know what I'm so 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 I do, <laughs> I do the show and I go up that night and I do some nice things. I think. And I'm getting, I'm getting they, they hate me. They hate me Still. again. Still. And I'm going, this is, no, 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 this doesn't work. So then I went and gave my shit stuff about uh, Elvis and uh, made sure that they hated me. And I'm going, I said, he's buried in his backyard. I said, where I come from, <laughs> we used to do that. If you had like a sparrow or a goldfish, you'd do that. And I said, where'd they get a fucking shoebox big enough for that fat prick? And uh, so I didn't endear myself at all. Then I went table to table. <laughs> I heckled each table, and then I get back and stay, look at that giant clock, and I still have 15 more minutes to do. So, uh, so now I finished the story. The next, next night, nobody, nobody comes in. I have the, oh, it's lousy weather. There's like, he said, we wouldn't need a show unless there's 20 people. So there's 16 people there. I go outside, two cars pull up. I go out and roll down the window. I said, I said sorry, plumbing problem. The, the, the show was called off. Now there's 16 people inside, but uh, if they had come in, I would have have to do a show. So I sent away four or five guys, got paid, and didn't have to do it. Haven't been back in Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just love the survival instinct of that, to just like, to not just, I would just stand there and take it, you know? We, we didn't have teasers at the colleges. Oh, you that, actually that, had, to, we had yeah. nooners. You had to do the whole, your whole oh, that's freaking a, yeah, act That's there. horrible, too, yeah. Yeah. Well, I would think teaser's even worse because people who are thinking of going to the show then see you in the worst possible light. <laughs> why they're eating? Why they're eating a peanut butter jelly sandwich? You know. Yeah, yeah those things were always uh, were always horrible. So um, I'm so I'm, I'm downloading this damn thing. The second I get out of here, uh, live with a Manhattan, Don Gavin, available now uh, on Sirius and Pandora, and Friday this week, which will be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the 24th, everywhere, I, iTunes, Spotify, etc. All of that type of stuff. So yeah. The good uh, point is that the Virtual Comedy Network, a new network uh, of comedy with Jim Serpico, 
he is the guy that uh, kind of discovered or rediscovered this particular thing. So mm-hmm. now, instead of, I mean, when I used to sell these, I only sold them at a club. It was almost like I was bootlegging my own material, you know, like out of the back of a trunk. Oh, because you re- recorded this in 2011, right? Yeah, and I never went any further because I'm the worst businessman in the world. So well, I was, you actually were smart because you, you retained ownership <laughs> of the thing, which is the best. I, I was told that was smart. I didn't. I did that by mistake, so that was good. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember seeing this guy who played in a band. He said, you're better to own... A hundred percent of something and sell twenty thousand copies, right. than to not own any of it and and sell twenty million because yeah. you're gonna make more money because that, that's how that's how bad you get you get you just get fucked. That's how, why we started all things comedy. Yeah, it was basically yeah. to try to get comedians together to help each other so we could maintain ownership of our stuff because they just they they. And you were telling me this is a kind of a co-op type thing. So yeah, yeah, that now moved on to like. You know, we've sold a couple of shows. We've uh, produced a bunch of stand-up specials. And, uh, you know, we're going to maybe produce a movie here coming up. And, and we just we just keep expanding what it is that we do. And we just make sure that we, we try to protect the uh, the artists for once. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they always try to... Oh, yeah. The ownership, the ownership to you shouldn't be a big deal. Uh, for you, it should be exposure. We're going to yeah. get you out there. And I'm going to stay home. Watch Netflix while checks come into my mailbox, and you, <laughs> you're going to be going to fucking, you know, Saskatchewan yeah. over the holidays. And you probably didn't read the entire contract, so that's all right. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a, yeah. uh, a tough thing. So how long did you live out here in L.A.? Oh, only about eight months. Some people said, what do you like about it? I said, I like the weather. Yeah, the weather's and great. that was it. You a golfer, though? Uh, not what you would call it that. I have been on the course, but uh, oh. you wouldn't want to see it. No, oh, the 19th hole? Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a 20th hole. It's the place I play. That's it. That's it. I go up to there, too. But, uh, no, I, the traffic here, just, I don't know. I'm an East Coast guy. That's it. Yeah, I get that. I, um, well, I just moved to Florida. Boy, Florida. Oh, you did. Congratulations. Yes, the winter finally. I fought the winter for many, many years, and the winter won. So, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I uh, next time I do... F- Florida, man. I would love to work with That'd you. That would be uh, terrific, yeah. Seriously? I'll you, open you, for you this time. Huh? How's that? I'll open right. for you. You get me back. You'll be 90 <laughs> minutes late and just start yelling at me like I did something yeah, yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, What the hell are you talking about? That's, That's like, great. Yeah. You know, I heard uh, there's another guy. I mean, he's got some weird stalkers, so I can't say who. Another guy I know. Ooh, that, wow. that, that, well, I'm not going to say on the podcast. He 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 moved out of there. Is there a reason um, all of you guys, as funny as you were, that you stayed in Boston? Well, I did because I had two kids, and the show's... Like when That's I, great. So when, you were an awesome dad too. Well, I wasn't an awesome dad. I was I was a dad, but I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't as good as I could be. But uh, passable. Uh, uh, passable is right. But now I have uh, you know I still go on great with my kids. I have a grandson now, seven year old Maddox, and uh, that's great. Who I'm going to see in a couple of days. But uh, we were doing uh, at Nick's Boston, which I said we started with one show. We were doing eventually five shows on a Saturday night in one night. That's so crazy. I didn't have to leave. So right. I did. I had my own show there for nine years straight. And only took like one week a year that I wouldn't work there. So there was no incentive. And maybe I was lazy. And again, not a good businessman. So I just stayed. I stayed. No, but the thing was that you did is you created this thing for all of us to come into. And and, uh, and now I get the checks from all you guys. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the thing that blew me away was like, I don't know. You guys just had like this. this there was like almost it was like, it was like a rule. Of like a certain level funny you had to be, or you just yeah. got you just got squeezed out, and if anybody stole a joke, they literally got punched out. Yeah, there was a code. There certainly was a code, and we were 
uh, very uh, xenophobic, I guess, that we didn't like anybody coming in from New York or L.A. or this or that. I know Colin Quinn has great yeah, stories yeah, about yeah. that. Yes, and we'd intentionally try to blow them, out, you know, not just out of the room, but out of the state, you know, yeah. that, that they shouldn't be on. I dealt uh, with that. I dealt, I dealt with that after I left Boston. I would go out there, and, and what would happen was the, the, the middle act, as we call it, yeah. rather than feature. We always right. call them. Yeah, middle. that feature thing. Feature, to me, is the feature film is the one you want to see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're a middle. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. You're middle. middle. You're working your way up. So. I, I would go out there and the middle act would go on stage and would just be murdering for the first seven to eight minutes and I didn't understand anything he was talking about. Oh, that's it. Like, oh, look at this guy. This guy like, you see, this guy's going to be down Johansson Street in about two hours. Every day. <laughs> oh, this guy must be from so-and-so county yeah. or he's going to be hanging yeah. out at this club. Yeah. And you're just, in like, you're just sitting there like, okay, all right, this is the local. And then halfway through it, you realize like the poise of the guy, you're like, oh, this is the local reference headliner guy. Yeah. This is the hardest guy ever because uh, he's going to do a show tailor-made for everybody in that area code, and uh, you, were, you were fucked. It took you th – those shows, when I was learning how to follow a guy like that, uh, I, I should have just gone up mid and be like, uh, I, don't, I didn't understand one fucking thing uh, that guy was talking uh, about. And, and who's Arnold's, and why, do you, why is his sub so yeah. bad? You know, you know. I heard it was a great place. Yeah. I could have gone uh, the opposite <laughs> of what he did, but I would go up there and just – Come because he would end on like eleven, and then I would come up and try to start my act at no, eleven. I like that. I like that. Just taking the opposite that step of what he did. Uh, yeah, yeah. I never thought to I do that. I understand what what I thought was. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's I a, would go on stage. Yeah, I would go on stage, super high energy, and I remember many nights, ten, twelve minutes into my set, out of breath, sweating from telling jokes, hilarious, and everybody just seeing how uncomfortable I was. And then I had run out of energy, what? and my voice would be blown out. And then I had to do like another like thirty-five minutes. And as you know, when you when you get in that position, nervousness, you go faster. Instead of slowing down and letting yeah. them hear you, you go. I'm going to get them to give them the And so now, not, not only do they not, no, not not like you, they don't kind of not even understand you at that point. That's what I was thinking. Maybe happened to you in Memphis because oh, your, sure. your cadence <laughs> yes. is way faster I, than a little fast. I was told I talk seventy words a minute. Gus to 180. Yeah. So that's it. Which, which is not good. Depending on your uh, yeah, your, yeah. your temperament. Yeah. Or maybe my uh, libation before or after, yes. Yeah. So how long ago did you move down to Florida? Oh, I just got there. In fact, I, I haven't did. even I'm, I'm done my boxes yet. Uh, I, I, I was sleeping on the floor for two nights, and then I left. So, so I'm looking forward to getting there and getting away. That's incredible. Now, yeah. are, you, are you still going to go back to Boston at all to do some stuff? Yeah, here and there. Yeah, yeah. Wow! But, uh, no, I'm, that I'm, is a, I'm uh, a yeah. massive, massive shift in the Boston so, comedy scene. Well, not about that, but a massive shift. No, for it me. is, dude. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. You don't understand, man. You're on the Mount Rushmore, so like, <laughs> wow. Boston just became even more sadder. Every time <laughs> I go, but you want to see a familiar face, it's like, <laughs> ah, Don. <laughs> Donnie went down to Florida, dude. He's a fucking snowbird. They actually had a going away party for me where they went up. Some, some of the comedians, I'm not making this up, went up and pleaded with me not to move. I'm, I'm not sure why, but they did. <laughs> I don't think that you, because you're you, you don't understand what you meant to us and how. It, it was always, always Gavin jokes. Always. Like uh, Bob Marley would always be like, yeah, he goes, well, I was working with Gavin. And it was always somebody said something in the crowd and then your your response to him um. Yeah. I mean, I just all of those, all of those places, man. I I go back to Boston. I have like this this weird thing. Well, I've kind of learned now. I have to go to new places because if I go into the old Knicks and I was like a friggin' dance oh, club yeah. and stuff, and I'm just like I walk up there. I'm like, I'm gonna see Dane. I'm gonna see Patrice. I'm gonna no, see Bobby. And no. you know, Gav or Sweeney's gonna be closing. You just walk in and it's it's just not. Uh, you know. I mean, granted, it's fucking. 30 years later. Yeah, well, the only one giggles is still where you, a lot of the, a lot of the guys yeah. still come. But uh, all the other ones, 
like like Nick's the one that I said that should have been unplugged many years ago. So I know should, that thing should have shut the lights. So. That thing is dying. Yeah. The it's slowest just, it's, it's kind of sad actually. Well, the only thing I like is that that's where I started. The first yeah. time I ever stepped on stage to do stand-up comedy yeah. was uh, Nick's Comedy Stop in uh, March second, nineteen ninety-two. And the fact that I've almost been doing this for twenty-eight years coming up, wow. and my the original room still exists yes. that I started in is pretty cool because I know everybody else. That I know, you know, started in some, you know. Way back then, I was I booked it myself too. And of course, didn't get paid to book the show. Well, like an idiot, I found after four or five after years later, when I, you know, wanted to work more <laughs> in the company, I found out to, the guys kept making like real good money booking. I go, oh, I, oh, I never get paid for to do that. Yeah, like, I was like an the idiot. worst with that shit too. Yeah, just you to, guys also, when you used to book us on your shows, like if we had a mediocre set, uh, you guys would get pissed. I remember like Noxy would get mad. Yeah, and he would take it personally that he felt that like that he would, he said he was busy vouching for you, and if you didn't level up to where he thought you were, no, that was yeah. Then the crowd was looking at him like, "Kev, you fucked us." <laughs> like that's how personal. Right. I like, yeah. I like, I don't think I was ever comfortable doing Noxy's show because I was just like, I don't want I don't want to be the guy who <laughs> fucked <laughs> Kevin Knox over. I don't want to do that. And we used to be in such control of it. Like the uh, headliner, like I'd be the headliner, but I was also the MC. So the reason mm -hmm. I did that is that, yeah, say you came on first, you did a good job, let you do your 15. Next guy, supposed to be 15, but he's dying. After like six minutes, I just go up and grab the mic out of his hand and go, yeah, that was so-and-so, boom. Yeah. So I wanted to be in control of it. Yeah. But you're right, if, it, if you didn't measure up, you knew about it, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, do you watch any uh, stand-up or anything like that? Is there anybody that's been catching you lately? Anybody from Boston or anything like that that, uh, that you watch and and you, you see, like, okay, if this person does the work, they're, they're going to get somewhere? I don't know. I'm still kind of uh, out there. I do a lot of cruise ships, so I'm kind of out of touch with the, uh, the land, I guess, is what it is. Right. You know? I know a couple of people from boats that are pretty good. But that's you know, the sea comics. Yeah. <laughs> I only did one cruise ever. Yeah. You're yeah. lucky. Yeah. You're lucky you can get those land gigs. That's always good. Yeah, I did that. Uh, well, that's so. Maybe that's why you're down in Florida because you can get you can go in and out easier. Yeah, and there's a lot of work down there in the communities too. Not a lot of cruise work coming out of Boston Harbor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> beautiful Boston yeah. Harbor. Yeah. The only cruise out of there was was booze cruises. Booze cruises. Yeah. yeah, those used to be a joy too. You know, there'd be people be shipped before they got on. You know, and they that ended. I was on one with three people fell fell off. Oh off, my off god! Yeah, and two of them, two of them, they got back. So, did two, you have to do stand up on that? Yeah, we were still doing it. They, in fact, they wanted us to continue. As the, as the Coast Guard was looking for the bodies, looking for, they found two of the people. Oh, that guy for real died? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was a girl, but, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So my audience was cut down by one. That was my concern. But, uh, oh, <laughs> I used to do the, I used to do the, uh, the prom gigs. Oh, man. Those were fucking horrible. Yeah. Those, those were like, uh, I think those might have been the worst gigs I ever did. Like, there's a lot of, there's some footage of me on the internet, you know, with some tough crowds, but like, those things were nothing. Well, we've all had the hell gigs, the ones that you don't want to do. You know, I did. I did one at the Foxy Lady, which was a, a strip, strip club, club yeah. which is still around. And I didn't want to do it, but the money was actually quite good. And when, when I went, I did, a, I did it one night, and it, it didn't work out. But I'm in this dressing room where normally the headliner stripper, you know, from yeah. Penthouse, so I would be there. So all these nubile girls, 18 to 25, they said, oh, well, a lot of times we dress in here. Is that okay? Well, I'm going over my notes. I go, yeah, I'm a giver, you know, yeah. and uh, <laughs> so now six, team six totally, totally, totally naked women uh, frolicking around, getting dressed or getting undressed, I guess, and I'm in there with my notes. I looked at my notes the next day. I have lines just going down from one, one another. <laughs> I'm paying a strict amount of attention. How did the gig go? 
Well, I had to do three sets. The first set before the Nancys came out went pretty good. Okay. Then we had some dance. Then I went up, and they couldn't have given a shit less that I was there. So it was just basically, you know, come on, where were the tits? You know, I did take my shirt off, but not successfully. Only but, one uh, time. I did stand. I think twice. I did stand up at at, at, uh, at like titty bars and stuff like that. Those were always, uh, yeah, the creepier, <laughs> creepier audience or whatever. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I can ask you because this is I've never gotten to do this all these years I've known you I've never been able to just sit down um, how have you enjoyed you lived in Boston through this incredible sports run yeah you know what it, it's you know it's odd that kids uh, if you think of kids that are 12 or 13 years old uh, in that age well uh, I, and I've even heard this from more than one source are going I don't believe this with uh, we're not even we're not even going to have a parade this year, yeah. meaning that they're not they have the championship thing you know, occurs at least once a year. Yeah, once every okay. two years yeah. out there. So the four teams they'd all won within a nine-year period, I believe. You know, and some yeah. of them multiple times. So kids of that age are just going, what this? What do you mean? You know, because they love to get the day off from school, and there's no, no there's no parade this year. Yeah, like they have no idea. And then the old timers trying to say, with well, you know, how many years since 1918? Well, it's looking like we got an extra parade <laughs> last year that we shouldn't have got with well, that whole fiasco. Yeah. How nuts is that? I don't know how much parade we're going to get this year. Yeah, well, the, the parade there, but uh, they should have given no cameras anyway for that. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, I 100. <clears throat> percent it's apps cheating, and I, I think that the Red sure. Sox are going to get. There's no way that guy did that there, and he didn't do it. Uh, oh, I think it's been doing it all, all across the, the board. You know? Yeah, but my thing is, is I, I have sympathy for everybody who lost to us, but I, I don't with the Yankees. I, I still <laughs> don't. I don't because it's just like, all right, if we're really going to be honest about fairness and that type of thing, I don't think it was fair that the Red Sox and Yankees could spend $200 million and have roided up free agents from around the league, beat the shit out of all these other teams that couldn't afford it, and then we just had a luxury tax. Hey, 2040, get the fuck out of here. I mean, there was something. There was, it was, it's all been kind of dirty, but I have really enjoyed baseball watching uh, Kansas City get one, right. watching the Cubs get one, um, and yeah. some of these others. I'd love to see Milwaukee get one. Like, they, they got to get out of this. They got to do more of like the NFL where they have like parody. They have to do shit like that. Like, that, those, that super team thing, I think, in the NBA, it's great for playoff ratings, but it really ruined the league. And I just wish they would get back to, like, you know, back in the day, like, you know, like, whatever. Ted Williams was a Red Sox. This guy was a Yankee and blah, blah, blah. Like, like way back in the day, how, like, Magic was on the Lakers. Bird was the Celtics. It wasn't like, you know, when the Lakers started getting the better, best of us, uh, you know, Larry signs with the Lakers right. and then starts walking around. Oh, I got fucking, I got five championships now instead of three. That's, that's the part of it that I don't like. And I, and I never liked that luxury tax. This is the moral Bill Burr that we're hearing right now. Yeah, yeah. But and I think, and then I just, I think just, it's silly. Like, say, let's say if the, uh, well, I can't say the Yankees because my hatred is just so blind to them. <laughs> uh, let's just, if any other fucking team did that. Right. Like if the Dodgers did it to us, if it was the other way around, I, I would still have to be like in the back of my head going, well, you know, we also had, you know, 180, 90 million teams with free agents and steroided, you know, fucking athletes, Andrew Steen and all of this shit. And we've won four titles. So do I give a fuck that? Yeah. I mean, you know, the Houston Astros can't afford to spend $200 million right. and buy up the Red Sox and Yankees guys. So they had to do something else. And then you know, the shot heard around the world. That guy allegedly, some guy had a fucking telescope oh, top, out there. Top, yeah. yeah, from 1951. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I don't know. How many people are, like, cheating on their wife for their taxes and shit, and they're bitching about the fucking Astros? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, how can they possibly do this? Yeah, that's the truth. So, uh, but you mentioned the Yankee thing. It's so funny. In Boston, and for your listeners out here, the hatred for, for Boston people hate the Yankees. Now, the Yankee people dislike Boston, but the Boston people hate the Yankees. I mean, you go to a game, they, they can be played in the Brewers, and you see half the people wearing a Yankee suck t-shirt. They're not playing the Yankees. They're not playing the Yankees. They're not here. Yeah. They're, not, they're on the other side of the country right now. Well, that's because, you know, if you're of a certain age, they rub their nose sure. in it. Yeah. Chanted yeah. the year. Year. Every, year after year after year after year. And I thought New Yorkers were a little bit, they were kind of babies when we won it in 2004, and they were just like, like, all right, you won. Whatever. We're happy for you guys. All right. Enough already. <laughs> uh, uh, we, got tw- we got 26. I remember they, yeah, they yeah, t- yeah. 26 to 6 t-shirts. So, um, yeah, I thought they were a little, you know, I was just... I, I actually got a kick out of that going like, dude, you, you're like 20 ahead of us. Like, you're going you're gonna to make this petty fucking T-shirt. I, and I was just like, wow, this really bothers them. Or, or, I shouldn't say all of them. Because the same way there's a bunch of Red Sox still ch- fans still chanting Yankee sucks, right. which I kind of think is more like the pot van sucks. You just do it to do it. Um, well, they, they, I, they, I, I, I don't do that I shit. I would think something like when traveling, uh, on, as they do on the ships, you meet people that think the, the same way about the Patriots. They, they positively hate the Patriots yeah. because of their success. Not any other reason, just because of their success. You know, I was, I was wearing a Patriots shirt logo uh, on one ship, and some woman, nice, maybe 91-year-old woman, comes up to you goes, yeah, 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 Patriots. You probably voted for that bitch Hillary, too, didn't you? I'm going, wow, out of nowhere. You know, yeah. Well, if you like the Patriots, and I'm going, oh my God! Anyway. But I thought they were Trump supporters. <laughs> well, this, they, they, yeah, that's it. They, they were Trump supporters. But, uh, but that bitch Hillary, I go, wow, okay. I don't know how that came in there. But, yeah. Well, I'm hoping. Uh, I don't know. I, I I am like I don't, I'm a diehard sports fan, so I know the the Brady thing and all that is coming to an end here. But the Bruins are solid. Celtics are solid. Uh, the Red Sox are going to be fun right now to see who, uh, you know, you, I think you moved away at the wrong time. You might have been their manager, their well, inter- no, interim manager. They want a manager that's uh, more savvy with the media and, and photography right now. So <laughs> <that's>, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. Like, I just want to know how the whole thing goes down. Like, how many players are involved? How do you keep your mouth shut? How do you enjoy the championship after? Because I'll tell you, I saw a look. When El Tuve got interviewed, the look on his fucking face, it just looked like, like, oh, man, this guy definitely knew something. I, I stopped short okay. of believing that they wore a fucking wire because I, I would think that, you know, like, how far are we going to take this guy? Like, we're, we're going to get caught. Have a camera out there. And, and you know, how, how hard is it with texting and all that shit uh, to just. And, and again, it, I've been enough locker rooms. If everybody, if, if it was being done, everybody knew. It wasn't like one, only yeah. two people knew about it. It was such a secret. You're not keeping a secret from. from I know that's, like, but that's why I love that Alex is going to take the fall and two guys on Houston and like they mastermind the whole thing. Right. Like Alex came to the Red Sox and he did it all by himself. I mean, come on, get the fuck out yeah, of here. And even the initial ones where they were banging a trash bell. I mean, that's pretty. That's you know, that's kind of caveman type. Right? I'd like to think that I could I could pick up on that after a while. <laughs> after a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> and who's that asshole hitting the trash bell? Tell him to stop. Hey, know. let's go to the casino. We'll have a little card counting thing, and I'll bang on the trash can four <laughs> times. Any times the diamond. I don't think they're gonna pick up on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, three, anyways, three for hit me, two for don't. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, it's a thrill. Don, I love you to death, dude. It's so great to see you. And uh, I got to make sure I'm going to find out where you're going to be in Florida. So I got to make sure. Uh, we'll hook up. Because for, for, for I got one for you. There's a theater down there. I don't know if it still exists. But you know when you play Those that? Those are the ones that I usually get now. Yeah. The ones that don't exist. Yeah. Well, there's, you know that you play that game as far as like, uh, hey, what's the first concert you ever went to? Which, yeah. by the way, what's your first concert? Uh, for me, 
Uh, it would have had been, uh, let me see, I mean, the, the birds, possibly. Oh, wow. Uh, Van Morrison was the. Van Morrison. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, my mother's claim to fame, she saw Elvis. Uh, I looked up the date. It was it was February twenty first, nineteen fifty six. Because okay. and she saw saw him in Sarasota, Florida, and he did like like four shows. They had like a two sure, o'clock sure. or four o'clock or whatever. And she said there was like fifty people there, and I looked up in the history. That was the day his first single came out. Really? Yeah. And she was down there for like spring break or whatever, and then. Uh, when she got back to school in March, everyone was talking about him. And then a month later, he went on like Milton Berle, yeah. and then that was it. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you asked me, and actually, I left the one out. It was at the Boston Tea Party. I don't want to mention the year because I don't remember, but The Doors. You saw The Doors there? Yes. Because that's the place that where Zeppelin the, played. Yeah, that, that was the first one. And the tickets, I remember, uh, very expensive, $1.75. <laughs> what did you think when you saw him? It was unbelievable. It was just, it was, you know, it was something surreal. Because, you know, I, and the, the place probably held 280 people. Like, I, when, I, you probably remember working with Stitches at uh -huh. the Paradise. Well, I opened for a uh, particular act there, and they said it was a black uh, rhythm and blues people. Mm -hmm. And the name of the guy was Prince. Oh, my God. So I, I opened for Prince. And, and they told me to keep my show clean, totally clean, because it's a black rhythm and blues. Yeah. So I think it's going to be some religious Mormon group coming out, and it was Prince. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, now, now, now I'm going down this rabbit hole. All right. <laughs> Wait, when did you first go to a Patriots game? Were they, I, I, well, I used were they to, at Nickerson? Uh, Fenway? No, I, I, w I went. To, no, I never went to the Nickerson, but it was okay. down with Foxbury. I was a ticket taker there when they first opened Foxbury Stadium, and they didn't. They hadn't completed the parking lot. So there were no lines on the parking lot. You just came in, you parked your car, wherever. Yep. It was a night game against the Giants, exhibition game, and <laughs> the, the show ended, and the game ended, excuse me, and people got out of that parking lot at 5 o'clock in the morning. Because think about it, no lanes to get in and get out. And I was, I was in the Air Force Reserves then. I was going to, I had to be at a meeting at 8 o'clock the next morning. But in my trunk, I had a huge cooler with maybe three cases of beer. By the end of the <laughs> night, at 3 in the morning, I was selling the beers for $11 a piece, which is now what you pay when you go anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. Yeah, yeah, I made a fortune. All right, last one. First, uh, what uh, Celtics, who was playing when the first time you saw the Celtics? Because oh, I, saw, I, I saw Larry and those guys oh, in I, the I go, way, I go back in the 50s. I used to go in with my, uh, which you would never do, you would never do now, but I would go in when I was like 11 years old. My brother was nine. I might have been 10 and eight. And we'd go on the subway, the whole thing, to mm -hmm. North Station. The Green which, Line, yeah. yeah. No one would uh, even think about sending their kids in by themselves to do that. And the tickets again were dull. But I remember, you know, Bill Shaman, Bob Cousy, Bill Russell, uh, Sam Jones, Casey Jones, Jim Leskatov, who was my coach in college. As a matter of fact. So you sat there and you got to watch Red Arbeck light a cigar yeah, oh yeah, in the yeah. fourth quarter? And almost uh. always I would sit in the second row because I'd come down from up above to there and because nobody used to go to the games. They, they won championship after championship. It was never sold out. Yeah, because they, they were still selling the, that game. Yeah. In fact, the people that came in one time and owned the seats that I had, some businessmen, uh, this nice uh, guy that was a usher, these two people go to take the seats where my, my brother and I were. And he goes, and the guy said, these are the seats. He goes, no, no, these guys are here all the time. Find some other seats. He goes, oh, no, these are our seats. We just don't come to the games. He goes, find something else. And he winked, wow. at, he winked at us and went away. So that was, yeah. yeah. You and weren't I, at Koozie's last game where that yeah. guy yelled out, we yeah. love you, I have. Koos. I still have the program on of him. I still have the program. 50 cents. Oh, my God. Program cost God. 50 cents. Yeah, I still have that. Yeah.
that. And when he yelled it out, we love you, Coos, it was, for initially, it sounded like, who's that asshole yelling? And then people realized, that was pretty cool. And then there was a, applause. Yeah. yeah. That guy's like, he passed away, but he was like a, no. a Boston No, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't that. I read this book uh, on uh, uh, Bob Cousy and Bill Russell that had, and I got to learn all Tommy Heinz and all these guys, right. like, um, and that whole run. And then how they would go out and, and play these exhibition games to sell. Sure, and they went the, through all the way through New England. They did, did be at high school gyms and uh, YMCA's playing. Yeah. That's how they drum, drummed up. They the go business. down south. And and Heinsohn used to at halftime, an average halftime he would have three cigarettes and two beers at halftime, and then and go back out and score sixteen more yeah, points. Play full court. Yeah. All right, last one. Bruins. When is, you ever go to Bruins? Well, I used to wait way back. Yeah, and and during the time. When Orr and that crew was playing, if you were not a Bruins fan in Boston, you weren't from Boston. That was, right. It was uh, impossible. And then we became friends with Cam Neal and stuff later. And and uh, did you did you go to... see Bobby Orr when he had the crew cut when he was like super young, Bobby? Yeah, like he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yeah, looking like he's nine years old. Yeah, like you did when you first got on stage. Oh yeah, now I look ninety-seven years old. <laughs> um, that's so awesome. All right, Don, I love you, brother. Congratulations on the name of the. Digital download is live with the Manhattan, uh, available now on Sirius and Pan, uh, Pandora, and then Friday everywhere, iTunes, Spotify, everything. Thank you so much for coming on here. This has been it's, a thrill bit. It's ridiculous that I finally got to shoot the shit with, because I always show up 10 minutes before we're both going to go on, how you doing, how you doing, I go fuck yourself, and then that would be it. Psyched I finally got to talk to you for like 45 to an hour, man. I couldn't be happier, but thanks so much for helping me out here. All right, no worries. Don Gavin, everybody, get the album Live with the Manhattan. LegalZoom. Oh, LegalZoom. You know, it's easy to make the new, to make the same old New Year's resolutions that won't stick. So why don't you change it up this year? Use LegalZoom to do something impactful in your life. Make 2020 the year you officially stat your business, or you can finally get your will and living trust sorted out. Over the past 19 years, LegalZoom has helped more than 4 million people. They provide the resources you need to confidently resolve your personal and business legal needs. You can get started quickly online, and if you have any questions or need advice, they have the right people to help you out. LegalZoom isn't a law firm, so you can count on their network of independent attorneys for advice at the right price. Since they don't change, charge by the hour. Uh, make 2020 a year you'll remember... For the right reasons, and use LegalZoom to help you out. Go to LegalZoom.com today and enter the promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, in the box at checkout for special savings. That's LegalZoom.com, promo code BURR, LegalZoom, where life meets legal. All right, policy genius, everybody. You know, it's January 2020. The year 2020 shows up a lot in science fiction. A lot of people predicted that by now we'd be teleporting to work or living on Mars. And a lot of these, those predictions were wrong. The truth is, we'll always get the future wrong, which is why we need to get life insurance right. That's where Policy Genius can help. Policy Genius makes finding the right life insurance a breeze. In minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. Uh, you could save $1,500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policy. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and the red tape, which we all know what that means because of my, po- my podcast. 
And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you find the right home insurance and auto insurance or disability insurance. So if your science fiction dreams for 2020 still haven't become science fact, don't get discouraged. Get life insurance. It takes just a few minutes to find your best price and apply at policygenius.com. Policy Genius will always get the future wrong, but get life insurance right. And it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, January 23rd, 2012. How the fuck are you? How's it going? Let's get right down to it this week. All right? You know what? I don't need to get right down to it. What the fuck am I talking about? What are you doing? You know, I can take my time with this shit. What do you got to do? You got to get back to work, huh? Shuffling your fucking papers in your cubicle. Is that what you got to do? Readjust your paper clips. They still got paper clips out that way with all the fucking uh, Steve Jobs shit that he created. Um, you know something? I watched all kinds of football this past week, weekend, obviously. And uh, he was the most fucking annoying thing. Why is everybody shitting on Steven Tyler? Going, how bad was his national anthem rendition? All right? The guy's fucking 63 years old. He's singing outside. You know? With no band behind him, right? Can we cut him some slack? Fuck no. This is the internet. Let's take this guy down who's had more hit singles than all of us, who's gotten more pussy than all of us, who women still want to bang. Jennifer Aniston, like four or five years ago when she was still married to fucking baby blue eyes there, you know, with his highlighted tips. You know that guy? Played Billy Bean. Brad Pitt, right? They had their list of five people that they could bang. One of hers was still Steven Tyler. I think one of Brad's was Angelina Jolie. (laughs) Oh, I enjoyed that one. Did you? I don't give a fuck. So anyways, he sings the national anthem. I thought he did a great job. I didn't have a fucking problem with it. So anyways, this is what people say. Uh, On Celebrity Circuit, they go, Steven Tyler, how bad was his national anthem rendition? Not... Do you think it was good? How did you like it? They're just immediately staring it towards the negativity, which really is 
the fucking, you know, bleeding baby seal of the internet. Everybody's going to pile on. They're all going to pile on and trash Steven Tyler. Why? Because he stunk or because you hate your fucking life. This is what this is what how how would uh, how would his fellow American Idol judges rate Steven Tyler's rendition of the national anthem at the AFC Championship game on Sunday? Let's just say it probably wouldn't get him to Hollywood. He he lives in a house in the Hollywood Hills. He's already there. He's a fucking legend. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, just when I think I'm the biggest cunt on the internet, people like this just blow right by me and just show me a whole new level. Uh, a New England Patriots fan, the 63-year-old American Aerosmith uh, frontman, warbled the Star-Spangled Banner before the New England Patriots played the Baltimore Ravens. He missed the high note and butchered some of the lyrics. Heckling began before his performance ended. You know, I got HD TV fucking surround sound. When, when was that heckling? I don't fucking get it. You mean when they cheered when he said Land of the Free? I, you know, how bad was it? So let's listen to what all these people have to say who can't even fucking sing. This would be like me making fun of a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback saying he's overrated. All right, I'll shut the fuck up now. Dude, was it me? I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, my God. What was Steven Tyler wearing? Jesus Christ, hang it up. You know what he's a victim of? He's a victim of he's still so fucking badass. People think that he's they forget that he's fucking 63 years old. You know what I mean? And is it I don't know. Is it because he's so badass or is it because the Rolling Stones are still dragging their asses out on the road? Because I've noticed that with Aerosmith, they never got they never looked that fucking old because the Rolling Stones are always going to be 10 years older than them. So I don't know. Does any of that make any fucking sense? All right, let's let's get back to what the fuck I wanted to talk about the uh, the football this week. Uh, my fucking condolences to all the Ravens fans out there, except for that fat cunt from two years ago when the Ravens won and made me never go to a fucking sports bar again to watch a game. Remember that story? The first play of the game, they handed the ball off to fucking Ray Rice and he ran eighty five yards for a touchdown, and this guy just went. Oh! He just kept yelling. You know, like when, when, a, when a professional player makes an unbelievable play and they just start yelling? It's annoying enough when they do it. This guy was doing that. <laughs> Looking back now, it's actually kind of funny that he was that much of a spaz and how mad he made me. He's the only Ravens fan that I don't have sympathy for this morning. And uh, I am not even going to remotely talk shit about that. We basically, we backed into the Super Bowl. You know, that's not one of those games you're like, yeah, huh? When it came down to it, what did we do? We got in your head and we fucking threw some salted butter over your shoulder or whatever fucking thing we could do to make you miss a 32-yard field goal. What the fuck? I do got to say I was surprised at how well our defense played. And, uh, you know, and I can't believe they didn't review that fucking touchdown. The guy caught the ball, boom, boom, both feet were down, right as the second one came down. Uh, more slapped it out of his hands. And you would have thought that they, they, you know, for a Super Bowl, they would have reviewed it. For some fucking reason, they didn't. And fucking 32-yard field goal, and the guy hooked it. That poor bastard. That fucking poor bastard. You know, kickers always get made fun of, you know, for being pussies and that type of thing. Do you know the balls it took for that guy to walk into that locker room after that? With fucking Ray Lewis. 
goddamn roided out dragon breathing fire <laughs> sitting across from you. <laughs> I think if if he killed him, I don't think anybody in Baltimore would would have fucking convicted him. Um, so I don't know what to tell you. I can't talk any shit. I'm uh, excited that my team is back in the Super Bowl, but I'm also worried because I think the Giants are fucking world beaters. There, I said it. All right? I know I'm going to get shit from Patriots fans, but be honest with you. The level of play in that Giants 49ers game, the level of hits, that was a monster of a fucking game. It really was, and that was one of those games where it was a shame that anybody had to fucking lose it. Um, so I don't know. I always have faith with Belichick and his ability to come up with a game plan, but I don't, I don't know if uh, he's got enough guys to execute it because uh, I don't see a weakness in the Giants. Corners are a little weak. Other than that, you know, Tom, Clough, Tom Coughlin to Bill Belichick, I'm saying that's a push at this point. Belichick's been around too long. He's like an old fucking stripper. Everybody knows his moves. All right? He's still up there grinding on the pole to some Journey song, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's a push. Running backs, you got to give it to the Giants. Wide receivers, that's a push. Defensive front four, no contest, that's the Giants. Linebackers, I think a linebacker's been playing great, but I would say that slight edge to the Giants. In corners, that's a flip. And this is going to surprise you. I would say at quarterback, I would say it's a push. I know, oh, fuck a job, Brady. I don't give a fuck. Eli Manning plays his best. When the game's on the line. The guy's won fucking five road playoff games since 2007. You know? So, I'm not talking any shit, and it's not going to surprise me if we lose. Nor will it surprise me if we win. I think it's going to be another nail-biter. Um, I hope. Although, I do have a, a bad feeling that in the second half, it could get ugly. If... Uh, if they have any sort of long sustained drive, because they got, I, I'm not good with the names. Whoever their fucking fullback is, who basically is like, he's like a defensive lineman, but he's a running back. That motherfucker, that guy can really wear down a defense. And uh, I, I already had a nightmare of Brady sitting on the sidelines wondering when he was going to get the ball back. <laughs> so, so whatever. Look at that, the Patriots, their seventh trip to a fucking Super Bowl. We're three and three. I'm hoping we're going to be four and three. But like I said, uh, 49ers, unbelievable fucking game they played. And uh, Raven fans, I can't talk any shit because I thought you got fucked on that. That not them. Uh, you should. You you deserved a re- uh, replay on that play. And um, you know, fucking 32 yard field goal. Who's kidding? Who? 30 percent of people in the crowd could have hit that. You know. Oh Jesus. What the fuck does that guy... How do you sleep after you do something like that? Like, when I go on stage and bomb as a comedian and I just let myself down, like, I'm, I'm talking to myself. I'm walking around. I come home. I'm grumpy to Nia. I act like an ass, you know? And I just let myself down. To let down fucking... What, 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 how many people on the team? 48 guys? 46? Whatever the fucking rule is. To let down 40-plus other people who all are lifting weights and can run a 440. <laughs> and you're walking in there built like you're on the fucking math team. I Just the level of balls. And you're wearing those goddamn stretchy pants. That's the one thing I got to give the Ravens shit for. When did you start wearing those ballet pants in games? 
I don't get it. Why are you guys out there wearing those pantyhose? Is there a giant? Remember those fucking eggs that pantyhose came in in, in the 70s? The fuck were those things called? Really dating myself. Is that what it's... But, but, <laughs> you know, are Ed Reed and fucking uh, Ray Lewis that tough that they can actually wear pantyhose and no one's going to give them shit? I'll do it in the safety of my own fucking place 3,000 goddamn miles away. I will fucking do it. But uh, that's the only shit I can give you. Other than that, man, I thought you guys got you got fucked in the end. So with that, it is on. The Patriots are going against the best quarterback in the Manning family. Do you understand me? It is Eli. <laughs> I just want to piss off because I'm still getting I'm still you can't please I'm still getting emails from Peyton Manning fans trying to tell me why the guy is better than Tom Brady. I get, why can't we just agree to disagree? Okay? I get why you think he's better than Tom Brady, and I'll never convince you otherwise, and I'll take Tom Brady. Let's just make a truce. Leave it at that. And how about we enjoy what the fuck Eli's doing? Seriously, as a football fan, it's fucking unbelievable. You know? He's getting shit all over. He's in the toughest media market out there, arguably. You know, it's, if it's not that, it's Boston or, or Philly, you know? And uh, and, he, and he's he's guys going out there winning the fucking games. Um, can't get mad at that. All right, but whatever you do, Peyton fans, I don't give a fuck. I'm not reading your emails anymore because all you guys are doing now is you're rewriting history, and you're coming back with your fucking excuses about well, Peyton really never had a defense acting like Peyton used to lose to the Patriots forty to thirty eight. He didn't. He used to lose games twenty to seventeen. Oh, by the way, what did I say? Patriots 23-20. I think that's exactly what happened, you know? And I was so confident in that prediction that I didn't even bet the game because I was like, you know what, it's too easy. No, it's not true. I actually said 23-20 or 20-17. to And in the third quarter, I texted fucking Paul Verzi and said, this game's over, we're going to lose because I thought our defense had broken at that point. So I'm not even going to fucking, you know, whatever. I hit a half-court shot, not looking. Um, but anyways, Eli... Oh, wait a minute. Peyton, stop fucking trying to rewrite history. Okay? He lost games like 20 to 17. That's how he lost those fucking games. And it always came down to the end. And you always had one more shot. And he never got it done. All right? That's all I'm saying. So go fuck yourself. And the fucking Patriots, all right? We had had Antoine Jameson, old-ass Corey Dillon, Tom Brady, six-round draft pick, by the way that people are forgetting now because he's a superstar, was throwing to fucking Dion Branch, Troy Brown, and David Patton while fucking Daddy Longneck there was fucking throwing to uh, arguably the fucking Jerry Rice of the AFC. He had Marvin Harrison, Edger and James behind, behind him with his fucking uh, Samson-esque dreads, right? He had... Uh, all kinds of fucking players. His defense wasn't the greatest, no, but it was decent. It was good enough to win a game. And you're ignoring the fact, in his Joe Montana moment in the Super Bowl, he threw a pick six to lose the Super Bowl, right? So go fuck yourself. Go twist it around all you want to twist it around and ignore the fact that he can never beat the fucking Patriots. And in that one year, he made like fucking 20 different clips where he felt it was a penalty. Refs never called a flag because it wasn't a penalty. He took it to the front office. And they're like, Peyton, we don't know what to tell you. It's legal. And then they were like, well, it shouldn't be. Right? And then his owner, who sits on the rules committee, changes the rules 
So now it is illegal. And guess what? The next year he beats the Patriots or two years later, whatever, and gets his fucking ring. Give me a fucking break. You want to know why all these guys are fucking breaking Dan Marino's records? It's because of that rule change. It's fucking ridiculous. These goddamn quarterbacks, cornerbacks, if they even touch the fucking receiver, they got a 50-50 chance of being called for interference. It's bull- The amount of times I say that's fucking bullshit and the call goes my way. It, it's, it's bullshit. I'm not one of those fucking sports fans who think something's bullshit until it goes against his own fucking team. I mean, until, until the call goes with my team. Those fucking rules are bullshit. I understand no hands to the face. I get that. Five yards, I get, you know, you can only touch him after five yards. But that shit where the guy can't kind of have his hand on you, like hand checking you, I don't get that. Okay? And he has to be turning around looking at the ball to, to fucking put his hands up. So he can't be feeling back to see where the fuck you're at? Is it any wonder why these guys are breaking Dan Marino's records? Give me a fucking break. So fuck all the Peyton Manning fans. The guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I've always told you that. I just said in the playoffs, he's an easily frustrated guy, and his playoff record shows it. He lost to the 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, charges at home. Go fuck yourself. Back-to-back years. I don't want to hear it. Go blame that on your defense. All right there, Cunty, the real man. You know what it is? Uh, uh, Peyton Manning is Venus Williams, and uh, Eli is Serena. <laughs> really, Bill? Are you really? I love how I said I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm going to continue talking about it. Peyton Manning is one of those guys that the second he retires, I'm going to absolutely love him, just like Magic Johnson. You know. And I'm not, listen to me, I'm not fucking bragging about the Patriots because that's another thing. Going, them going to the fucking Super Bowl. Ben Roethlisberger was wearing one clown shoe for the final third of the season so we didn't have to play the Steelers. We didn't have to play Peyton Manning and the Colts. We went up against touchdown Jesus in their high school offense and, uh, and then we backed into the Super Bowl. So I am by no means confident, all right? But you fucking Peyton Manning fans, go, re- go rewrite history with each other, okay? That's what you have to do because of what happened. So go fuck yourself. All right? I actually had somebody send me an email going, see, look, look, look what the Colts did this year. That just shows that Peyton Manning was consistently taking, making a 5-11 and 11 team, 13-3. and three. Marvin Harrison, Edward and James, Marshall Falk, Dallas Clark, all those guys, right? You know, the coaching the guy fucking had. Give me a break. That, that was a 5-11 that was a and 11 team. So this team here is the team he's had since 1998. Are you that fucking stupid? Are you really that fucking stupid? This year actually showed not only how good Peyton was, but also how bad a franchise the fucking Colts are because they never took into consideration that e- that Eli, that Peyton was ever going to go down. So they had some guy from the fucking YMCA come in and back him up. And yeah, he lost a bunch of fucking games. What if they had Matt Castle? Do you think they'd be Owen fucking 13 or whatever the hell they were going? They wouldn't. You know, what are you going to do? Why don't you go change another rule? Why don't the Colts go change another rule that if your star quarterback goes down, the Colts automatically get 13 fucking wins? It's not fair. He hurt his neck. Um, all right. I know that whole fucking rant was annoying to a lot of people, but, you know, I really don't give a shit. You know, I get shit on the Internet, just like Steven Tyler. <laughs> I got one right here from my Facebook page. Uh, Bill, I love your act, but this thing of publishing slash recording every thought you have at a moment's notice is seriously sad. <laughs> That's actually a compliment that he said it was sad, which would mean that I've somehow dropped a level. 
you know, I don't know if this guy realized that I perform in strip malls across the country. So the fact that anybody's even listening to this is a major triumph. And that's how I'm looking at it. All right. I feel like I'm firing on all cylinders. I'm taking one game at a time. Um, <clears throat> anyways, let's let's talk about uh, I was in Texas. I was in fucking Texas this weekend. I was in Houston. Then I was in Austin. Um, a tale of two cities. Austin is like, hey, buddy, what the fuck you looking at, man? Right? And then Austin is like, all the leaves are brown. Hey, man. Why don't we make a house out of hemp, man? Um, both of those stereotypes are going are gonna to fucking annoy people. But I got to tell you, I got one of the funniest heckles I ever got when I was in Houston. I was at the House of Blues. And thank you to everybody. Who came out to my show, by the way, um, to both shows. I had a fucking awesome time. Um, I was standing on stage and I was talking about rappers getting busted with the um, unregistered gun in the car. And I was like, oh, Jesus, how many of these guys have gotten busted for that? And this guy in the back goes, all of them. (laughs) And immediately... Brought all this racial tension into it. And it was such a funny vibe from the crowd afterwards. I, I totally felt this vibe that like half of them agreed and the other half were cringing going, you see, this is why we have this reputation. It's not all of us. It's a select few. It wasn't even half the crowd agreeing with the guy. But um, that's one of the things I love about doing stand-up is uh, uh, those kinds of fucking moments. Like It reminded me like a long time ago. Just one of those moments where you just realize that most people are decent human beings because the amount of people who fucking cringed and then when I was making fun of them afterwards were like almost like overly laughing just to show that, listen, we're not all like that. Like uh, I remember a long time ago I did this this room in uh, East Harlem in New York. I don't even know what the fuck it was. It looked like a lecture hall the way it was set up where the stage was, you know, at floor level and then the seats all went up, you know. And uh, I'm the only fucking white guy in there. And there was some woman there, some lady. And she was a drunk and sort of like a neighborhood legend. So she just kind of got away with doing whatever she was she wanted to do. And she was being rude and yelling out and kind of making the show all about herself. You know, one of those deals she thought she was helping the show. So I start giving her shit. I start shitting on her, telling her to shut the fuck up and all that, blah, 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 blah. And the crowd's laughing. I don't know. She got upset or something. She stood up. And I was like, is she going to come onto the stage? And she didn't. She started walking up the uh, the aisles all the way up to the top. And in my head, I'm going, thank God she left. Now I can actually try and do my fucking act here. So like about two minutes later, I'm in the middle of my act. And I was imitating something, acting something out. So I was kind of leaning forward. And one of my legs was about six inches. One of my feet was like six, inch, six inches in front of the other, like standing like that, almost like a wide receiver lines up, right? And all of a sudden, I didn't realize this that fucking lady, she took off her shoe and fucking like Kareem did a hook shot and threw it down at me and it came in and hit the inside of my leg, almost hit me in the bulls. And I don't know if you've ever been on stage and someone's thrown something at you. You instantly become absolutely fucking livid, all right? So she threw it at me, it hit me, and immediately there was sort of this ugly silence in the crowd. Because, I don't know, because I was the only white guy there, she fucking threw it, it just got really weird. And then also it was 
you know, somebody just threw something at somebody on stage. It's like, oh, is this going to get fucking nuts right now? So I looked down at the shoe. Fortunately, it was one of the most fucked up looking shoes I ever saw in my life. It was just like, there was like glitter on it and duct tape. The fucking thing was a mess. So I go, uh, I was like, you know what? I was going to get mad. But upon looking at this shoe, I now realize this isn't about me. This is about her childhood, and everybody immediately started laughing, yada, yada, yada. And I just remember at the end of the show, the amount of people that came up to me basically saying that they didn't approve of what she did, all nervous that I was going to then go down to the Lower East Side in Manhattan and be like, those people up in the fucking East Harlem are crazy. Everybody was concerned that I was going to do that. So it kind of took me to that fucking moment. And I don't know if you heard that shaking in the middle of it. My dog came in with the lovely Nia, who hasn't been on the podcast forever. You want to come on the podcast? All right. Well, let me hit pause and I'll get you a mic. Hang on a second. All right. So anyways, that was, uh, I don't know. Can you tell I hit pause and I don't even know where the fuck I am? Um, the lovely Nia, everybody. Hi, how are you? Back at the, hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's uh, nice to be here on a rainy Monday. I got to tell you, that weather is wacky out there. What's up with you there, showbiz? Put your slickers on and your rain boots. Have you ever yeah. been to Houston? Uh, yes, I have been to Houston, actually. Did you notice that there's no zoning laws out there? I did not notice. That I is was, one of the uh... ugliest cities I've ever been to, <laughs> other than the downtown area. It is just an absolute clusterfuck. Is and, it? And I understand now why people need to be in power and why people have to be controlled. Because if everybody just does whatever the fuck they, they want to do, just go to Houston. They have like, they'll be like a strip mall next to an old lady's house next to a skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> they just have these skyscrapers in the middle of nowhere. Hmm. It just, you know, like all these little like... Uh, you know, hey, Tony's Pizza, just like in New York. <laughs> Every pizza is New York pizza. I don't know why, but everybody claims to have it. And then right next to it will be this towering building made all out of glass. Uh-huh. And, and then next to it will be just like an open lot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, one, one of the I ugliest was... things to ever. Were you listening to me or were you just, yeah, 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 no, me, no, no, getting no, ready I was. for your next no, thought? No, 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 but I was thinking about what you were saying about New York pizza and I, oh, Speak into the mic, please. No, I was going to say uh, Boston doesn't do that. We have New York style pizza thing, but there is a place called New York Pizza. It's over by Emerson. My and your alma mater. I was going to say that Boston doesn't do that. We have New York style pizza thing because Boston pizza is amazing. The bar pizza is amazing. What do you mean the bar pizza? Dude, I got to tell you, New York pizza is really overrated just because the amount of people who fucking ride on the coattails of New York pizza. Sure, sure. Everybody, because I know the amount of people go to New York go, dude, I went to eat the pizza. It sucked. It's like, yeah, most of it does suck because they have a (laughs) reputation. Most of the bagels suck. A lot of the shit there sucks because they you have, have to know where to go. In yeah, New York. it's like Chicago style pizza. I went there and I was like, this stuff sucks. It's like eating a big giant piece of lasagna. I don't like it. And then people go, well, where did you go? And I'm like, I Who went, knows? I went to Ed's <laughs> Ed's touristy place right next to the airport that said authentic deep dish Chicago pizza. Yeah, you got to talk to the people at the hotel or something. Well, you know what's funny about the people listening to my podcast? I told these cunts. That I'm trying not to hey, drink hey, on the hey, road. Hey, hey, it's a term of endearment. It it's a term of endearment. It's not though. Um, but it is. 
<laughs> you didn't see the twinkle in my eye when I said it? No, you actually look a little hey glazed there, over today. Hey there, cunty peoples <laughs> walking down the street. No, I uh, I would think that they would. Do you it. need some sort of like blanket or I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not blanket, but a pillow or something. Like we've got to get you set up better because you just. What, I lay on the floor and I you do You look this. like a chiropractic nightmare right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you need like a proper chair and a whole, this lying on the floor. I can't, I can't do it like I can't fucking do my podcast sitting down. Why? I don't know. It feels too fucking professional. I have to lay on the floor and be like, yes, let me talk about Peyton Manning, who's a fucking Hall of Famer and could beat the shit out of me if he flexed his neck. Let me talk shit about him. You used to do it in the bed in your underwear, and now you do it in a new place in a basement in your sweatpants. (laughs) Slightly (laughs) changed. Slowly upgrading. Uh, What were we talking about? Pizza? I don't know. You go with it now, considering you wanted to take it in an entirely different direction. You want to talk about sexting and people cheating? In sure. the text messages? Sexting. This, this guy, uh, I would kill to read the sexting between teenagers. Do they, really, do they really know where anything is? If I had to sext <laughs> when I was 14, I want to put my hand where I think there's some stuff I've never seen. <laughs> no, you know what? Actually, with all this free porn, they probably... No, they know exactly what they're saying. Yeah, it's probably other. like eighth graders. They didn't even know where my G-spot was. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's what it is now. It's crazy. People, it's fucking crazy. That would be so sad to think of an eighth grade girl. All right, all right, all right. I tried to say it quickly. Don't sit there and dwell on the actual details. <laughs> That's what takes the funny out of it when you actually really oh. bring the reality of it. What is it that you do on stage every night? Just talk about fantasies? You're talking Listen. about some real shit, baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no what it is, that. if you notice, one of the reasons why I talk so fast is you just, it's like running across the ice. You, you get right across. Oh, I see. And then anybody says anything, you just yell, shut the fuck up really loudly in your mind. I'm a bully. There's no, Are you a bully? There's no talent here. Well, what do I do to you around the house? Please. Shut it. <laughs> no, you don't. What you do you what about? I tell you. Listen. That's the big lie that you're trying to oh, tell. Oh, you go, girl. Woo! What are you trying to get? An Oprah applause break? Why do all women have to do that? Why do you have to come what? on my podcast and you got to start shitting all over the place, you marking t- you your fucking just, territory? You, you shut your mouth, you woman, and try to, to make me like out. You bully me around tried. the house, which is so not true. So what are you talking? What, what what don't I do? What don't I do that I exactly what I want to do? Before you paint me, you don't. Before do you ruin you my do. reputation, I let know. me finish. I'm sorry. On maybe this I, maybe I shouldn't. You know, break down the veneer that you have. Projected of being like the man Ooh, of the house. Listen, all those big words whatever in that he sentence. wants to do. When the reality is, is quite different. And I'll just leave it at that. You see, see what they do. Now, there's a classic female thing there. They. This is what these broads do. You just sat there, used all your big fancy words, and then it's you act. Smart, Bill. Let me let me finish. And then you acted as though there was going to be this whole list of examples. And in the end, you tried to sneak out the back door going, and I'm just going to leave it at that. That's all I'm going to say about that. And that would get you a fucking applause break on TV. It would. Yeah. Yeah. You think that would hold up in a court of law? I know a lot of people didn't think that that guy committed this murder. But let me just tell you, I know otherwise. And I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) Defense rest. I mean, prosecution rest. Get the fuck out of here. I like how you're comparing our relationship dynamic to a murder trial. That's what I am doing. I was gone for fucking three days. Oh, I the came. best three days of my life. <laughs> I oh, came home. So quiet. I came I home and it. I said, woman, I'm going over to my buddy's house to watch the football game. You're like, well, why didn't you pay attention to me? And I said, screw you, lady. 
I'll no, be back didn't. at the end of the game, and you that's exactly it. how it went I'll down. I'll be back and cuddle you when I get home. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Now Cleo has to come over. Get out of here. Get out of here with your fucking come on. paintbrush tongue. Come on. Move out of the way, baby. Come on. Go lay down. Get over there and lay down there, scrumptious. Huh? Old nervous Nelly over there. Oh, my God. What's going to happen, man? My last owner was a jerk. Cleo, how long do we so have to be cute. nice to you before you realize that you're in heaven now? She's insecure. That's what that's what our trainer said. Do you understand? She yeah. has self-esteem issues. How L.A. do A we dog. sound? How I L- know. Our dog is insecure. <laughs> she is. <laughs> our life coach slash dog trainer brought that up. Um, so anyways, let's talk about get the fucking dog out of here. Beat it. Speak like that around I'm just her. doing it because I want people to be like, you're so mean to that dog. And they don't realize that I lay down and spoon with her more than I do with he you. He is obsessed with this dog. I fucking Everyone love this dog. Everyone needs to know. Obsessed. Just imagine. They have a love affair. If you had a friend who was always happy to see you <laughs> and was covered in fur. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, would, you wouldn't want to give that person a hug every once in a while? Yes. Good girl. My problem is... is I go to the dog's energy. When that dog gets amped up, I take it to the next level. And next thing you know, I'm, t- I'm already predicting I'm going to lose a front te- tooth to, to her fucking head. That would be hilarious. I'm sure you'd like that. <laughs> Sexting. Sexting. All right. This isn't really. Well, this is about this guy. He uh, remember I, t- I told you that story um, about that dude. Uh, he worked for some corporation. See a cubicles. Uh-huh. All right. And they, they, I'm sure he's on some sort of team. Right. And everybody has to do some sort of song before they go in there, like those <laughs> poor kids who Morale work at Morale building exercises. Yeah, like yeah. those people who work at the, at the Cold Stone Creamery. Uh-huh. You ever see them like, with, like, making, like, the goddamn uh, ice cream going, hi-ho, hi-ho. <laughs> yeah. It's off to work. I, I just, that, that, like, a part of me dies mm-hmm. when I see that, when I just see people, like, uh, it, it's, like, basically watching someone work in, like, an ice cream death camp <laughs> when I'm in there. <laughs> None of them are happy. None of them dreamed of doing that. Ice cream death camp. Maybe, maybe if you're like a, a fatty, you know, when you got a job at an ice cream store, kind of like a pedophile getting a job at like a, a, a Cub Scout camp. Wow. You know? <laughs> Isn't that where they always end up? I love working with kids. Oh, God. You know? I said that last week. Follow your dreams unless you're a pedophile. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I don't, so then using that, I shouldn't say that I, I have a problem with uh, fatties. Working in the ice cream store. Let, let's 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 get to this shit. So, anyways, so they're going to get everybody in shape. So they hire some sort of personal trainer, and he's training everybody. Mm-hmm. All right. And what he does is he gets everybody's emails. Right. Great move on this guy's part. Mm-hmm. Fucking great move. Now he doesn't have to deal with them face to face. And if there's any fucking hotties he wants to bang, he can take it to the next level. Sure. Perfect. Yeah. That's how you do it. It's okay. Shooting fish in a fucking barrel, okay. or fishing barrels in a in a shooting gallery. Um. So. Anyways, so the, the, all of a sudden this guy notices that you know he gets one text going, "Hey Brad, you know, just do a couple more uh, jumping jacks and you should be fine." But for some reason, his little haughty wife has to get like forty fucking texts from this guy at like eleven thirty at night. Uh, oh, I do remember this. Yeah, so he and his wife work at the same place, obviously. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Work at the same place, right? So he fucking uh, mm-hmm. he finds out about he keeps yes. asking his wife. I remember this. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna recap for people who yeah, didn't yeah, listen yeah, last week. All right. So he keeps asking his he keeps catching his wife late at night texting going and he goes who are you texting and she would immediately slam the phone shut cuz she's got a flip phone evidently and would say uh no button either would say nobody or would get mad 
and say nobody. Right. So this guy's not a moron. He figures out something's up. Sure. He's in. He's into some sort of fucking Spygate shit. Mm-hmm. Where he's at, he hacks into her thing, gets her password, and sees that all these text messages, back and forth to trainer. So. What does he do? He's a goddamn man. Does he slap his fucking wife around? No. He goes right to the trainer and says, hey, Slaps him around. And says, hey, sport. No, because you get sued. <laughs> you get sued for that now. You get sued for kicking somebody's ass when you're right. Yeah. Um, you go, he goes, hey, sport, why don't you do me a favor and stop texting my fucking wife in all hours of the night? Mm-hmm. So then uh, Sporto there immediately starts acting like a bitch around him, starts acting overly nice. Like, you know, what all guilty people do. Right. If he was yeah. innocent, he would have got mad. Sure. Be like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? I always text people about how to get make their core stronger at two in the morning. <laughs> I'm dedicated. Maybe you should be inspired by what I'm doing. I specifically uh, am interested in women having a strong core because they're so beaten down in society. You know, he would have come back with some shit like that, but he didn't. Now he's all like, hey, man, how are you? With this right. whole, please don't beat the shit out of me right. and expose me for being the dirtbag I am so I lose this giant money-making client here, right? Yeah. So anyways, she denies the whole fucking thing. So he sent a couple of... Uh, Actually, a couple of texts that this girl wrote. Uh, they were talking about the Beatles. And uh, he writes, all those damn Beatles songs make my stomach hurt when I listen to them because it reminds me of getting ready to go see you. They give me anxiety. This is what the trainer is writing to this guy's wife. Now, how, what, what, what sort of uh, exercise are they talking about there? Is that, uh, what is that? Is that push-ups? <laughs> <laughs> So then she writes back, all the lonely people, where do they all belong? Oh, God. Right? And then he said, I remember you asking me if I related to that song, if I related that song to you because I thought you were lonely. He's talking about her fucking marriage. Yeah. Oh, this guy. This guy's a dirtbag. It's the classic. I love him. Uh, it's the I classic. love him. It's the classic. He listens to me. Yeah. Oh, this guy, he's just saying he everything. To me. We talk about music. Yeah. My feelings. Oh, yeah. My husband doesn't do that. Right. And what it he is, is his me. dick is, is, is downloading all the knowledge in this guy's brain that he has about human beings. And he's just giving her, and the dick is just, is, is, is basically sitting in the Captain Kirk chair. He's just fucking anything she wants to hear. So, anyways. Sure. Um, then he write another one. He said, I know. Fuck my life. I wear my fuck my life to sleep and I have a confession to make. I also wear your panties. She goes, LOL. Shut up. He writes, it's true. So I don't know what kind of fucking shit this guy's into, but the real question is not whether or not that that's socially acceptable. The real question is, how did he get this married woman's panties? He at least finger blaster. Would you go with me on that? I mean, if I mean, maybe he's just saying that to be just like controversial. Or That's something. what I thought. Like but she be... goes, "LOL, shut up." He goes, "It's true." Yeah, but he just still may be joking. Were you talking around. to the mic? Oh, he may just still be joking around. But if he it's is true. wearing, but if he is, she gave it to him. How else would he have him? And they're talking about right, the Beatles right. and Whatever. shit. She Whatever. gave it to him. If it's okay. true. Okay, so well, that's basically what I'm saying. So okay. fucking. He's got her fucking panties. <laughs> They're both adults. <laughs> I'm guessing by this she's like in her 30s. What is he doing? Fingering her and taking her out for a malt? He's banging her. He fucking banged her. <laughs> this fucking piece of shit. Who'd be a great movie. This is a great character for a fucking movie. Um, so anyways, he said, and that's what he said. His wife, she's still den- denying this whole conversation ever happened. 
She's just in complete, obviously, denial. She's in denial. He said, I'm dumping her, uh, not for the reminiscing talk, but for <laughs> but for lying to me. Uh, He's not interested in trying to... Uh... Please say that, Nia, and I swear to God, I'm going to throw my computer at you. I will throw this fucking computer at you. Are you fucking... He's not interested in what? I don't know. Working it out? Don't throw it at me. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm I'm just going to leave you in dead silence. Go ahead. Tell me... No, 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 no. I just... I don't know. No, he's well within his right. I was just posing a question. That's all. Well within his right. I don't understand why she... It doesn't just fess up then. All right, like that's, a, that's a whole nother to topic. That's a whole nother topic. I mean, what, what, I just feel what, like, no, you know what, what, what it is? is the I move feel here? like something's, I what, what is the like, move here? Other, I feel like other than part walking of the story away. is missing. No, I feel like part of the story is missing or something. What? The video of them fucking? <laughs> is, that, is that what's missing? What <laughs> no, else is I missing? Guess if, yeah. If he's like, hey, Nia, if you start blaming him for not paying attention and that's why she's fucking this guy, I will, I will fucking throw you out of this room. All right. No, I'm not. Calm down. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying. So he says to her, are you cheating on, are you fucking this guy? And she's like, no, shut up. What are you talking about? Like, and she just flat out deny. I don't understand how she can flat out deny something as hard. Because she's a piece a of shit. That's why I'm saying. Because she's a lying piece of shit. On. Nia. Yeah, but if you have something and you're like looking at it, like this is what you wrote, how are you denying it? Because she just, she's in, that's what denial is. Mm. You're totally in denial. I don't have okay. a drinking problem. Is your fucking drinking uh, NyQuil? <laughs> I think it tastes good. I don't have a problem. Right. Yeah. I, I so. like sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. You know what it is? I'm just making sure you keep speaking to the mic. This is what you keep doing. I want people to hear what you have to say. Oh, okay. All right. All right. But this is good shit. And I'm ruining it? <laughs> no. You're saying it off mic. Good fucking Lord. You know what kills me? Is you was still like, it's just, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piss you off right now. You ladies will defend. Because you guys defend each other. Like right there. I'm if, not if, defending her. If a her. guy did that. I'm not defending her. Well, let me. Can I get out my what I'm going to say? If a guy did that shit, you'd be like, dump his ass. Girl, he's a fucking loser. You can do better than that. Call me. We'll eat a little moon pie. I'll build <laughs> you up. That's what the fuck you would have done. But because, yeah, I just feel like some part of the story is missing. Like, what is missing? I guess nothing. Thank you, Nia. Thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. Is that what you wanted? Yeah, you just took, wanted me to come good, on and agree a, with you? A good fucking 20 minutes. <clears throat> yeah. Not agree with me. Agree with the decision this guy made. This isn't about me, Nia. Please. Okay? I'm just a messenger here. Sure. You know? I'm just trying no, to do, I'm just trying that, to do what's right guy, out here. Because it's very clear what's happening, and you got someone who's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Here's the deal. Man or woman, um, if the person you're with is texting past i would even for regular people who aren't in show business the booty hour starts after 11 i would say after 11 yeah okay but that's but that's with somebody you're already fucking okay i know you don't understand it because you don't have to talk yourself into it guys we have have to spin (laughs) the plates from the second we meet her all the way through so you got to be setting it up okay i've always you know 7 30 is is too creepy and stalkerish um, and I would say uh, you start going past nine thirty, she's gonna feel like like you just she's some sort of tramp. But if you haven't fucked her yet, right? So you got there's that there's that window, uh-huh. about eight fifteen to about nine oh seven. You have to do the setup text, okay? And the setup text is not talking about pussy. 
It's go, oh, you know, I'm, I'm watching blah, blah, blah on TV. Uh, so-and-so is so ridiculous. Some sort of fucking just to get it going. You know what I mean? Right. Something yeah, that seems like, very benign. Yeah, like, like yeah. a boxer. You feel him out in the first round. Or the Beatles. Yeah, you don't load it up, right? You're feeling it up. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Right. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. This, this fucking guy, guy. You know something? As much of a piece of shit as that, that guy is, if he writes a book, I would read it in a second. <laughs> Why? Because you know he's got great. I mean, the position he has, that's like when I used to take, I used to take that, uh, that yoga class when I was out here. And there was that guy out in Santa Monica, and he was a phenomenal fucking teacher. Right. And this place was jam-packed, and it was by donation only. So then for tax purposes, I think he falls under a church. I know it helped him with taxes, and mm-hmm. it's all in cash. Mm-hmm. So it's all good. All right? And then the hottest fucking women, some of the hottest women ever move out to L.A. to become actresses. Okay? Yeah. He's got him in his class, getting, all, getting them all stretched out before he bangs them. It was one of the greatest. <laughs> it was it was fucking airtight. Yeah. And he would go around the class and somehow me having never touched my toes since I was in the womb was somehow <laughs> always doing every position correctly. Yet all these other hotties always needed to be adjusted. Yeah. Right around the so as. Um, <laughs> so I don't get mad at a guy who's got a good thing. But, you you know, stay away from the fucking married ladies. Yes. Absolutely. Um, anyways, isn't that right, Cleo? Um, here we go. I, I bought the wrong dog, f- dog food. Look how fat she's getting. I know. We usually feed her this diet stuff. She looks like a prize-winning pig right now. <laughs> <laughs> she's not that big, actually. She's, she's bloated. Just, she's a few pounds heavier than normal, but she, she is. still looks good. Yeah, the brothers would be saying what's up to her. <laughs> um, number one, hey, here's advice for the week. All right, hey, Bill, I'm, 20, I'm a 21-year-old guy who still lives with his parents. That's not bad. In this economy, that's totally acceptable. Um, I have, unless you're sitting at home and uh, you're jerking off the porn and maxing out your credit cards, and that's a dumb thing to do. Hey, you know what? No porn for this year. Is that what you decided? I have, I have yet to watch porno this year. Well, it's still early. So. And uh, Jesus, there's that support. <laughs> there's that support, everybody. Why do you need me to support you not watching porn? I don't have a problem if you watch porn. You know what? Somebody sent me an article. I got to hit pause again because I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna find this. Somebody uh, sent me an article about how watching too much online porn, how it's not healthy for you and can actually add to, dep- uh, to, to uh, depression, if I can say that word. I feel like it probably gives you like a higher expectation of what your sex life should be, but, you know, because we're <laughs> well, not Mia, all porn ba- stars. Back to uh, what you feel should be going on in your life in a moment. Let me just... <laughs> <laughs> no. I feel like he should be able to pick me up over his, over his head and turn me upside down and do things to me. Is that unreasonable? With my back problems? Hang on a second. Hang on a second. You know what? Sorry to say I can't find that fucking email that dude sent me. And all I found was a bunch of people trashing that online porn is not addictive (laughs) and saying that it isn't bad for you. But I don't know. It's just, you know. It depends on your personality. Yeah. It's one of those deals. Nia, why don't you put the microphone over your shoulder? You're at least sitting there playing with you. (laughs) Um, Sorry. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking humana humana. I'm gonna get a uh, a desk down here with two fucking chairs, so the mic will be you know, yeah, right there. Okay. And then, okay. Okay. All right. We want we'll, we'll work on it. Okay. All right. I feel like you have something to contribute, and I just don't thank feel like you. people are hearing you. See okay. how I did that, people? I complimented her. <laughs> I stroked her ego so she can do. It. Thank you. That's that's all I was looking for. I just want people to know that I'm here. Um, I have not watched porn. Uh, this whole, I, sometime at the end of December, I watched something. 
And it was so disgusting that when I was done, I actually bursted out laughing <laughs> as if I just watched Bridesmaids. It was just, and I was just like, what is wrong with me? Like, I actually got to that point in porn where the porn was so fucked up, it was just funny to me. Uh, not that the people were doing it. Just, there was just something pathetic. And I was like, you know, I got to walk away from this. Hey, yeah. last year I didn't drink. This year I'm, 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 I'm swearing off the porn. Okay. See that? All right. I'm always trying to become a better person, Nia. And what do you do? Constantly shit all over me. By the way, you got a couple of shout outs in Houston. Oh, did I? Yep. When I brought up the podcast. Yay. And I said I, I was with a, a wonderful lady. What's up, A few Houston? people yelled, Nia. And then one of your friends texted you and said, oh, you got a couple of shout outs. So then when you brought it up in the car, I was like, you were like, what does that mean? What does that mean? I got like shout out. Like you don't know what a shout out is. I didn't. Yeah, you did. You, you wanted to hear what people said. <laughs> what did they the say? Were they chanting my name? This is going to be the end of us, Nia, when people start liking you more than me. And then we're, we're going to break up like Sonny and Cher but still perform together for a little bit. If we break up, your fans are going to hate me. I just know it already because they, they're already going to be on your side. They're just going to automatically side with you. Way to take all you. the fun out of it. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's loyal, what they do. They, they like you first, you. and I'm always going to be second fiddle. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I don't blame them. All right, number one. Numero uno. Ahora. Uh, hey, Bill. I'm a 21-year-old guy who still lives with his parents. I have a history of being very introverted. Oh, my God. If you start saying that you torture <laughs> small animals, I'm going to stop reading this. I've been that way ever since I was in junior high. Well, what were you in uh, elementary school? Were you going all out? <laughs> no, because I, I would have related to that. Uh, I'm in college now, and I've become more social, at least when I'm on campus and at my job. But I'm having a really hard time building a life for myself outside of those arenas. Did I write this to myself 20 years ago? <laughs> totally relate to this guy. I don't really have much of a life. I'm really bored most of the time, and I feel like I'm wasting my youth. All right. I know that I have to go out more and hang out with my friends. Uh, it's up to me to take some kind of initiative. Cleo, for fuck's sakes, get out of my face. And if it was up to me, I, would, I, I totally would. I live with my parents, though, and that's why it's kind of tricky. My parents are very into the Lord. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, I don't really share their beliefs. Good for you. And so when I want to go out... Uh, the evening usually includes a variety of activities that my parents would give me a hard time about. Normal stuff such as drinking, a little weed, man, and secretion of the semen. Oh, God. Ugh. Okay. You have to put so it Wait like a minute. That? You're drinking, you're smoking weed, and you're getting laid? What's the problem? The problem is you live with your parents. No, does he want to do that and he doesn't? Or he's saying... No, he's saying he goes out and he does this shit and his parents are giving him a hard time. So he's doing this. Maybe he's getting guilt. Why don't I read the rest of it? Um, I know that I'm a young adult and I'm old enough to make my own decisions. A lot of my own decisions, he says. I just don't have the strength of character to look my parents in the eye and have a discussion about all this stuff with them. I especially have the problem with my mom. She was raised religious and has a very different idea about being 21 than I do. I just don't feel like she would understand if I tried to have a conversation with her about my thoughts. I wish I could just come and go as I pleased without being bothered. I have a car, but I can't avoid the questions about where I've been I know that my personal life is my business, and I don't share all of it, but they don't seem to understand that. On top of all this, I'm obligated to go to church every week, and I say, would rather fuck my own ass than go to one more church service. All right, dude, <laughs> you, you, ha you got to move out. Yeah. You got to move out. But exactly. yeah, I feel trapped. I want to move out. There it is. But I have no money, and doing my job selling burgers isn't going to pay the rent in any place. 
Um, I know. I'm not sure what to do. Please, for the love of God, rescue me. Oh, Jesus. Rescue yourself. Yes, rescue yourself. You got to uh, – you're 21. You're still working your way through college, right? Um, yeah, you gotta, you got to get on a track where you're going to get some sort of better-paying job. Exactly. Get a better-paying job. Find a roommate situation because you're not going to be able to Why don't you take some student loans? Yourself. Take out some student loans, you know, which is a bad fucking idea because then you'll be even further in debt. Yeah. I was going to say live at school. A way, there's a way to do it. Yeah. Why can't you All right. Um, how should he do it? Because I don't have anything. Well, you know what, though? He's probably not living on campus because maybe his parents can't afford it. So that's why he's living at home. They can't afford that part of the education. Either that or they don't believe that they should live there because of all the sinners he'd be with. Exposed you know? to, yeah. The yeah. devil is in that no, quad. No, you just got to work his ass off. You need to get another job. You got to find a roommate situation. Save up and- your money. Get a car with a bench seat. Do all your fucking in there. <laughs> and then come home and just always have library books that you're walking in with and just live a lie. Yeah. Until you have the money to move out. You don't have to yeah, you don't have to necessarily <laughs> talk to your parents about anything in particular unless they're doing something that's really abusive to you or something. You don't have to talk to them about your life. It's your life. Yeah, try sarcasm. What'd you do tonight? <laughs> uh smoke crack and got a hooker. Good night, mom. <laughs> Exactly. Then she'll be praying the rest of the night and she'll leave you alone? No, but you got to make some uh, sacrifices so you can save some money, get an apartment with a roommate, and uh, live your own life. He's but flipping you're being- burgers, though. How can he do that? This is like a guy near who's on the verge of, of selling drugs. Isn't that what they always say? What do I need to do? Sell burgers? I need to make some money. Well, I don't know. You, got, I, you know what? I'm his, not, the I'm not ghetto, his ghetto is His ghetto was his parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> get, get, get another job. Ask for a raise. You, you got to figure it out. But I think you're also becoming a little bit complacent because you don't have to pay bills and your parents buy your food for you and all that other stuff. So I think there might be a, yeah, get a, a car with hesitation a bench seat. on your part to really fully leave. Get a car with a bench seat. That's all I'm saying. What is all a right? bench seat in a car? What is a bench seat? It doesn't yeah. have like the little console. It's not bucket seats. Oh. It's one of those ones back in the day, you know. Yeah, you could fuck in cars. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like you could, you could never do that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bench seat, like my 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 truck has. Yes, yes, huh? it does. Have I'm you told a... them about your your truck? No, I didn't. I bought an old Ford truck, and uh, it's no, Jesus. Yeah, it's got a three sixty V eight shifts three on the tree, and I'm getting some new headers put on it because uh, you could light my breath on fire <laughs> when I would drive. This young I would, man, I would drive it like Ace Ventura down the street. Because everybody kept telling you, no, your headers look fine. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, you could light my breath on fire if I drive this thing for 45 fucking minutes. Because they would drive around the block and be like, dude, it's fine. And you couldn't see anything really come, at least our untrained eyes. So uh, uh, I get, get it back today. Yes, you do. <laughs> getting, back to, uh, getting back to this whole uh, scenario here. You need to uh, stop having your little pity party there and uh, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Get your shit together. No more of this. I'm awkward. I don't have friends. I don't understand. Da, 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 da. Start reaching out to some people. Figure out what to do about a job. Save your pennies. Get a car with a bench seat and do what you want to do. And move your ass out. Yeah. Figure it out. Start talking to people. Maybe someone's looking for a roommate and they're like, hey, you know, only a, a couple hundred bucks. I'll let you sleep oh, on my couch. Get shit. You know? All right. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Well, you just kept saying the same thing over look, and over. Look at Cleo. Cleo, She's get so out of here. curious about what's going on. Uh, all right, dear Bill, I need some advice. I'm 30 years old, and I've been seeing this lady um, for the past four months, and things have been getting uh, have gotten pretty serious. 
I'm already having dinner at her parents' house frequently. Oh, Jesus. Going to her family parties. Oh, Jesus. And spending the holidays together. Jesus Christ. I'm practically part of the family already. To use her father's words, and to be honest, I'm cool with it. Um, I love this girl. She's great. All right, so what's the problem? Um, so so great, in fact, we decided to do New, York, New Year's in Palm Beach together at her cousin's place. Now he finally writes, oh, Jesus. All right, now what's going to happen? See, I like some of these, these, these letters. They set him up like a great movie. Like he set this up like this is perfect. This is like a Norman <laughs> Rockwell parent. Yeah. A parent, parent, painting. Everything's going great. Now all of a sudden he's going to New Year's in Palm Beach together at a cousin's place. What, why? what could possibly go yes. wrong? Uh, this, is, this is very well written. This guy gets a star. Um, anyway, so we go out the night before New Year's. There's a whole group of us. And I head off to take a piss. I come back and see my girl dancing and making out with some other guy who wasn't a member of our group. Well, who gives a shit even if he was a member of the group? It's another guy. I'm obviously flummoxed. This educated son of a bitch. I decided to interrupt their little makeout session on the dance floor. It would have continued unabated if I hadn't stepped in. So I push the guy aside, hand her back her purse. Yes, I was carrying her purse for her. It fit into my back pocket in case you're wondering. I was wondering. (laughs) And I leave the bar. The bar is called the Cucina. Yeah, kitchen, right? Right? I think so. Yeah. I am a little Spanish right there. I am outside just uh, beside myself with anger, and she doesn't follow me out. I go back to her cousin's place and go to bed. Around 3 a.m., the texts come in. Nothing happened. I didn't do anything, (laughs) etc. She finally cops to it. And just in her defense, uh, she says, I'm just not used to having a boyfriend. And I don't think you know how drunk I was. So, Happy New Year's. This was in a text message? No, 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 no. Oh. Um. no, when she when she showed up to him, she says oh, to him, she okay. finally just said, "Look, I'm just, she yeah, fine. I fucked the guy. I'm just not used to having a boyfriend, okay? Wow. And I don't think you realized how drunk I was. <laughs> wow. Yes. See, um, and you can be that honest. You know what I mean? I could never be that honest with you because you could throw a vase at me, and then the cops would uh, arrest me for breaking the vase with my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he goes. Uh, he goes. Should I chalk this up to a dumb drunk mistake and patch things up? No, no. I've been ha- I I'm having trouble being objective about this. This has really got me fucked up and hurting. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was that was a ridiculous level of acting out. Yeah, you on, know, on not, her part. Not, that, that's 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 crazy. That is absolutely that is crazy. Some wacky stuff. That's wacky. That's a, <laughs> some real wacky stuff. <laughs> No, uh, she she made out with a guy right in front of you. He knows. What are you talking about? He knows. About? He knows what he's supposed to. He's fucking stunned. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's pretty stunning. We're we're in the goddamn trauma unit right now, and you're going. You stepped on a landmine. Yeah. Move I'm on, you, sweetheart. No. Move yeah. on. Move no, on. No, that is. Uh, Retain some dignity and yes. uh, and walk away. You basically just imagine if you discovered that 17 years in, married with four kids. That half look like you and half look like this should have been stripper. All right? Um, you dodged a bullet. And, yeah, it's going to hurt. And that's really what that really is, dude, 
is uh, aside from your feelings, that's your fucking manhood being hurt right there. And you don't as, have as to guys, look at it objectively. Let me finish for oh. fuck's sake. <laughs> as a guy, that, that shit's not supposed to happen, right? Because you're supposed to put it on them, and they're supposed to be mesmerized by your dick. And the reality is, is that's not what it's like. Yeah. And when you discover that, that's, that's a tough day. Uh, yeah, but you, know? you don't have to look and at it objectively. And then you never trust those oh broads God. again. You never trust them again. No. That's the safest place you can be. No. Number three. <laughs> but don't look at it Shut objectively. It last Saturday. It was a shitty, horrible thing that happened, and you should be feeling all of those feelings, including anger. So, But just walk away. It's yeah, over. That's what you should do is just walk away. Although I would be tempted to pull a female move and get some revenge, and I would tell her dad, you know, what do you he, know what, what a what, slut you raised? Do you know what a <laughs> slut you're in love with? That's half your DNA. Did she get that from your fucking wife? No, 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 no. No, yeah, there's yeah, no do need that. to go. There's no need no, to No, no, because then, then he'll look like an asshole it. and then she, he'll understand why she did it. I'm trying to inflict the most pain here. Ah, walk away. Yeah. I don't do revenge. Don't do that shit. All right, number three. Last Saturday. Last say. Say. As they say in Boston. Say. Come on over and fucking say. <laughs> There's no consonants in that word. <laughs> say. Thursday, Friday, say. I always do that with brevity. Say. Um, last say, I was out with my friends and I was shit-faced. We were at a bar and I was sitting at a table when I saw the girl. Saw the girl. She was absolutely beautiful. I don't know why, but something told me I had to go up to that girl. See, they always start fucking phenomenally. <laughs> Sun was out. Jesus was walking on the clouds. <laughs> she saw me looking at her, and I get her a, w- and I give her a wink when she smiled at me. Jesus, you went with that? Did you give her the double point too? <laughs> um, I then tried. I then turned to my friends and said loudly, "Give me a fucking pen." Oh Jesus, is he drunk? Give me a fucking pen. Uh, they gave me a pen, and I wrote my number on a napkin and went over to her and her friend. I slapped the napkin. This guy's – I love this guy. I could, I, this I guy's got – you're wearing happening. a scarf too? This guy's like the most interesting man in the world. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's wrestling a badger in the corner. Hang on a second. Give me a pen. He goes, I slapped the napkin on the table and went to her, went to her ear and said, I don't drink often, but I think you are fucking beautiful and walked away. <laughs> What? What? <laughs> no, he's hammered. This yeah. is fucking hilarious. I totally missed the joke in this. This guy is, is completely fucking hammered. Right. So he's sitting there, head bobbling. <laughs> winks I'll at drink often. I think you're fucking beautiful. <laughs> okay. Call this number. It's going to change your life, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, I love this guy. So anyways, uh, being shit-faced, I didn't know any better. And I guess I went to the table and put my head... What? I went to the table and put my head was down at that point, according to my friends. She wanted to know what my name was and stuff, so my friends went over and talked to her and talked me up. Before she left, she came up to me. This guy's still in the game here. And told me her and her friends were leaving to go to a different bar. I asked her her name. We talked a little bit, and she left with her friends. Uh, I told her, please text me. Three, four days passed, and I hadn't heard anything. I couldn't get her out of my head. She was seriously the most beautiful girl I had ever seen. Yeah, after drinking a 12-pack of Keystone. (laughs) Um, And there was something about her. I know I was shit-faced, but I have never felt that way. I looked uh, looked online for her on Facebook. Uh, The other person she was with had gone to high school with. We weren't friends, but we knew each other. I found the girl on her friend list. There we go. 
I know that is creepy, but I want to message her and tell her I am sorry for being so drunk. But I really want to talk to her. I feel uh, she wouldn't have come up to me before she left or my friends and asked my friends my name if she wasn't somehow somewhat intrigued. I don't think that's creepy. Nowadays, the old school, no. when I grew up, that's not creepy. No, I, not I think creepy. if you just say, listen, I'm sorry I was so drunk the other night. I really meant what I said, and uh, I'm sure this freaks you out. That I, I don't even say freaking out. Like, I'm not trying to invade your privacy. I just wanted to say I meant those things that I said. Yeah. Respectfully yours. Here's my phone number, my address. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and just leave it at that. And leave it at that. There yeah. you go. No more communication after that because then you're venturing into weird territory. All right, what time we got on the podcast here? What am I? 102.19. All right, all right. Well, it, well, we're getting close to the end here. We got overrated and underrated. Um, with that, also, I want to remind everybody um, that Amazon thing's been working out for me. Um, it's a good thing, so I don't have to charge for the podcast. So this is basically what I've been telling people. If, uh, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, uh, rather than going directly to Amazon, Amazon.com, go to, the, uh, go to BillBird.com, click on Podcast, and on the right-hand side, you'll see uh, just under the iTunes link, you'll see the Amazon window. And you just click on that, and I will get credit for driving traffic to Amazon.com. You don't have to hit anything else after that. And uh, I'm not telling you to buy anything. I'm just saying if you're going to, and you're going to go to Amazon, just please go to BillBird.com first. Even click, if you're just going to browse. Even if huh? you're just going to browse for something. I don't know if it works that way. They, oh. they got to spend some money. Oh, they do? Yeah. It's like oh. I'm driving, driving people to a drug dealer. Even if you're just going to look <laughs> at the cocaine. Can I just sniff it for a second? And then no. They, they need to make their money. Sniff it for a yeah. second. <laughs> Even if you're just going to browse, if you just want to see what they're doing with their website. Um, yeah, that's it. It's a great way to donate to the podcast. And like I said, 10% of all uh, donations will then go on to the Wounded Warriors Project. So mm-hmm. you support this podcast. You support the troops. America. Uh, America. That's right. Buy shit you don't need. Support the troops. It's all right there. A couple of clicks of the mouse. So there you go. Um, overrated and underrated for this week. Underrated. Uh, the feeling of knowing you're you're leaving a job and ceasing to give a flying oh, fuckaroo yeah. from the time you are offered another job until the time you put in your two weeks notice and finally through those last two weeks and finally going through those last two weeks. That's a hear good me one. out. This is an amazing feeling. <laughs> For some reason, I got a feeling he's not going to leave like the way the Patriots, uh, the way Drew Bledsoe left the Patriots, where he was a total class act and should have been co-MVP. Super Bowl 36. All right, here we go. I was offered a better paying job last week at another company, uh, but have yet to give. Oh, well, this guy already got offered a better job by another company. He's yet to give his two weeks notice at his current job because I am due my yearly bonus this coming Tuesday. I don't want to jeopardize my current company not paying the bonus. So I'm holding out until this coming Wednesday to give my two weeks. Nice. After I collect the bonus. Yeah. So they can't take it back. Oh, that's a little dirty. It's dirty. That's but a little dirty. It. No, no, it's good. But that's one of the. Is, I mean, the, what he's getting compared to the people at the top are getting is, 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 is it's probably you can't even compare it. So yeah, but the people at the top you also gave him a fucking job. That's that's no. one of those things like you're dating somebody and then you find who you really want to be with. So you fucking propose to them. You got the wedding all set. And, and as the invitation goes out, you go, oh, by the way, That's this is over and exact, I'm out of here. No, no, no. I know. And somewhere in there, you go into their piggy bank and take money. Well, no. look, look, I understand what he's doing. But that's a uh, that's one of those things where because you don't know how this next job's going to go. 
That's so if true. this next job doesn't go well, and then he needs the recommendation of these last people, they're going to knock it down a few. Oh, you mean that fucking guy oh, who yeah. took the bonus oh, and that's left? True. I didn't think about that. He's leaving this place a little, a little on bad terms. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's well, going Albert Hainsworth here rather than Drew, uh, Drew Bledsoe. That's all I'm saying. Well, all right. I'm going to take that risk, I guess. But no, right. I didn't think of it that Wouldn't way. Would you say? A little Hainsworth here? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> overrated. <laughs> overrated. Cookies. What? Unless they're straight out of the oven. Oh. They're dry, <laughs> and everyone wants to make oatmeal cookies at some point. Ew. Um, uh, you know what? That's funny. Uh, I actually had uh, in my dressing room, Nini. Did I mention I'm in show business? <laughs> they had a plate of cookies. And you know me. I got a sweet tooth, right? Yep. Because I'm half a fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> they had this plate of cookies, and I ate the first one. It was, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. But they're cookies. But knowing you, you kept eating them. Right? But they're cookies, and there was four different kinds. I'm like, what are the odds – there's going to be two different flavors of cookies, and they're both going to be bad. God damn You're it. You're so it funny about that it stuff. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I, I would you eat just, a fucking Jim Dandy. keep going and keep going, hoping I'd it's going to get eat, better. I would eat a Jim Dandy's with a group of old ladies every day at Friendly's if they would have me. Um, that's for the older guys who used to go to Friendly's. I know Friendly's. Yeah, but do you know the Jim Dandy? No. The Jim Dandy came in a fucking glass like those old light beer from Miller commercials. Where it was basically, you go, let me get a glass of beer, and they basically were pouring like a, at least two beers into the thing. Mm-hmm. Just imagine a goblet, I believe it's called. Friendly's served alcohol? No. Oh. I'm talking about the vase that they would stick this Sunday in. Oh. <laughs> I think I went to, no, no, who was I with? I was working with somebody recently, and we went into a, I always stop at Friendly's. When, uh, when I'm back oh, yeah. east. You it's just D'Angelo's, all yeah. those places I ate when you I was a kid. Him. So I fucking. Went in there, and I was laughing because I saw they still had the Jim Dandy, and I just read the ingredients. Cleo, can you? Okay. I just read. <laughs> my dog has her head on my stomach she right now. She just wants to snuggle. Um, I fucking read the ingredients, and it was, it was the most ridiculous thing. It was like three different kinds of ice cream, like full scoops, a, f- <laughs> a full fucking banana, you know, like half a bottle. Of ch- it, was, it was disgusting. Yeah. It was it was like uh, doing a keg stand with like ice cream <laughs> and trying to set the, the fraternity record. Um, anyways, I'm trying to say I have a sweet tooth, and this fucking dog is distracting me. Cleo, I want you to know we're wrestling after this. We're going round and fucking round. Um, all right, underrated. This is the last thing: animatronics, puppets, makeup, etc. I remember the days when the cool, scary monster was handmade by extremely talented artists and technicians, not software. These creations appear much more believable and frightening over the comparative, comparatively lazy, C- lazy <laughs> CGI. Stuff like Alien, The Thing, Hellraiser, Poltergeist, Jaws, and countless other examples are gen- all genuinely freak me out growing up. I mean, what compares to Jaws these days? Shark Knight 3D, fucking get real. Fucking get, get real, real, man. <laughs> All right. That's the podcast. <laughs> I know what he's saying, but he's right at the but also, Old school versus a new school. Yeah. They don't make them like they used to, et cetera. Yeah. One of my favorite shots is that slow motion one of that crazy lady who's on the ice skates with the fucking hatchet. Did you ever see that? What are you talking about? I've talked about this in my podcast before. There was some horror movie I watched on like Showtime or Cinemax a long time ago and at like two in the morning I'm watching this and this lady lady was skating on a pond and all of a sudden they just start showing 
the skates of this murderer. And they had this <laughs> fucked up mask and this long hair was skating in slow motion and then just fucking put his hands up and had like a tomahawk. Oh yeah! Somebody find that horror film and send yeah. us a clip from YouTube or something. I'll get it. I'll I'll, I'll try. I'll try and get it up. I'll, I'll look up on YouTube. Psycho whore bitch ice skates hatchet <laughs> search. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the podcast for this week. Please go to Amazon.com through my website, BillBird.com. Click on the podcast. Click on Amazon. Go buy yourself some shit you don't need. Help me out and help out. More importantly, ten percent going to the. Uh, Wounded Warriors Project. That's the uh, that's the podcast for this week. Hey, everybody. How about that NFL Pro Bowl that they now fucked up by sticking in between the championship games and the Super Bowl so no one who's in the Super Bowl actually plays? We're going to that. Next year, we're going to the Pro Bowl. We are? Wait, you don't like sports. I'm going to Hawaii by myself. That's it, Wait, everybody. Hawaii? Have a great time. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> don't take any shit. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.